Nom you are! My ketamine addiction is what I'm after! <laughs> Alright. Dude. Are we, is this live? Are we doing it? Yeah, dude. Fuck it. We tripping, bro. Alright. Alright. Today we're talking. We're, this is the last. This is Wait, am I, gotta, I gotta sing something? Yes, yeah, sing something. Sing. Go. Alright, alright. Let, let people know up front your feelings about Rise of Skywalker in song. Hold on. Gotta get in the rhythm. Mm. Damn. Star Wars. Yeah. A New Hope was so great. Empire was complex. Return of the Jedi sucked. <laughs> Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones. And Revenge of the Sith. All sucked. And finally it came. 2015 it showed. Force Awakens came out. And I was so happy. 2017 hit. Last Jedi came out. I was so enthusiastic. And all my dreams came true. And 2019 Rise of Skywalker came out. And ended all my dreams. It reminded me why... Star Wars sucks because there's no consistency. That was amazing, dude. That was incredible. Wow! And not only that, it tied that tied together the entire Skywalker saga way better than the rest of Skywalker did. <laughs> um, this is Josh and Tyler talk movies. Josh and Tyler talk Star Wars Part Four, the yes. sequel trilogy. Yes, the sequel trilogy. The most of the most. I would say more than the prequel trilogy. The most divisive. Well, now Star the prequels are like loved. Like, it's yeah, kind of so considered I, weird to not like them. So I think the sequel trilogy is now the most divisive thing in Star Wars, which is pretty insane, because I think Disney, like, right off the bat, I don't think this went for Disney how they thought at all when they bought this <laughs> franchise. I think they thought this was going to be just, like, people are going to love this, people love Star Wars, we got the old cast back, like, they don't care, they'll, they'll love it. And pretty much from day one, well, Force, there was a brief period there for, like, two months before everyone liked Force Awakens. Yeah, it was peace and harmony. It was peace. And then, and then... And then it started to be, like, the hot takes online of, like, I hate The Force Awakens. And slowly people moved into that camp. And then The Last Jedi came out, and everyone went fucking insane. The Last Jedi came out, and still to this day, the ripple effects of The Last Jedi yeah. are seen. Well, they're very... It's like a historical event. They're seen in, they're seen in the reaction, the public's reaction to, or some fans' reaction to that movie is rippled through Rise of Skywalker, like how it's played. So, um, and we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's really interesting. It's sort of made Star Wars... I don't think these are bad movies, any of them. Um, you will disagree? I disagree strongly. Well, okay, right. I, well, uh, well, let me say, I don't... I enjoy elements of all of them. Technically, there is one bad movie in here um, that is technically a bad movie. Um, but I will say that it's it's a bummer because the movies are fine to watch, but um, one of them's great. But um, but the public perception of them has made me sick of Star Wars. Not because of so much the movies themselves, but because of just how people react to them. I think also watching them all together, it's really bad. Like, yeah, we'll get in. Yeah, let's yeah we'll get into that too. Yeah. This is the, the well, let's just get into that now. This is the this was meant to be the trilogy that made everything better from the prequels. Yes. And I think when you look back at all three of them, it's sadly not the worst, but well, it's definitely the messiest of the three trilogies. It's definitely the least consistent. Without a doubt. Of all three of them. Yeah. For sure. And I feel bad because I, I was, we were pro-sequel trilogy. 
Like, we were pro-sequel trilogy. Even Force Awakens, which we, which we like, don't love. We're fine with. Nowadays, I'm just pro-Last Jedi. Yeah, now <laughs> we're pro-Last Jedi. But now, <laughs> this, now when I talk about the sequel trilogy, having it seen it end, it's kind of like... I think the, the term I'll use a lot is wasted potential. Oh, it's extremely wasted like potential. Like wasted potential. I was thinking about stuff today, actually. And it was just Tyler, a- we've literally... This podcast is just going to be like our fourth conversation on this fucking movie. We've talked about this movie a lot over the past two days, just over the phone. Oh, well, yeah, but there's a lot to talk about. I, I was just thinking about the other day, actually. I was like, I was like, you know, there was that line in The, the Last Jedi where um, where Luke, right before he disappears, he's a see-around kid, and he just never talks to Kylo Ren ever again. Oh, my God, that's another thing. I didn't even think yeah, about. he doesn't even talk to him in Rise of Skywalker. There's never one little moment, ever. This is going to be full Rise of Skywalker spoilers, he's, by the way. He says, like... He says, like, oh, if you if you kill me, I'll, I'll be with you, just like your father. Just never talks to him the no. entire movie. Han Solo comes back, but not Luke. Yeah, I was always kind of, I was just like, oh, that was another small little thing. And I was like, <laughs> fuck them! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's start, why don't we just start from the beginning with Force Awakens. 2015. Do you want to explain the plot of Force Awakens, or should I? Because it's, it's pretty obvious and basic. Well, it's a new hope. <laughs> yeah, it's a new hope. It's a new hope. But with three, the distinction is there are three really interesting characters, fun characters. Um, they become more interesting last year, but they're still engaging. And that is uh, our hotshot uh, resistance pilot, um, Poe Dameron, played by Oscar Isaac. Um, the stormtrooper turned hero, uh, Finn, and then played by John Boyega. And then there is my personal favorite of the three, um, the character that really I was hoping would carry this whole sequel trilogy through, and she kind of did, but, eh. um, and that's, uh, Ray played by Daisy Ridley, um, and they're sort of, yeah, they're, they're, like you said, it's basically a new hope, but what the cool thing about it is, is that they sort of meet the old characters, and, mm-hmm. you know, Han Solo is sort of a mentor to the three of them throughout this movie, and guides them through this series, and, yeah, or through this first movie, and, yeah, so... Yeah. You probably seen this movie. It was like, even people who don't love Star Wars saw this movie. It's still the biggest domestic box office of all time. Um, and I... I like it. Like, I it's like cool, it. It's cool, I guess. It's, it's just... It's a very... When we saw... I saw Force Awakens when it came out, and the hype around it was so exciting, and I still... That hype was palpable. Like, I was so pumped when I saw it. We sound so depressed in this one. Like, I think every one of these, we just get more and more depressed. It's weird, because this was supposed to be the good one. This, this is was, the one we were supposed this to be supposed like, to be the one we like, yeah! They like, brought it back. Done, but after seeing Rise, after seeing Rise twice now, I'm like, huh. I saw it once, but I still like I still have like PTSD of the whole Yeah, you film, shouldn't so. see this movie again. I don't want you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you already saw my reactions first time. You're like, okay, just don't, don't let him yeah, notice anything yeah, he did not I mean, I'll, be, I'll make a strip top that I liked it more than Tyler did, but... I mean, that's not saying much. Tyler fucking hated this movie. Um, yeah, no. Um, so, but I like the hype around this movie. And I like the people... It's a Star Wars movie that anyone can get into. I think that's really exciting. Especially after the prequels, which were so... Just... Just stupid fantasy bullshit. With, like, weird dialogue and stagnant performances. Like, I like that this is the first Star Wars movie that people who aren't really into Star Wars can kind of get into. Yeah, it's very accessible. I like that. It's like very, that. very accessible. Some, and that's, that's fine. I like some fanboys hate that about it, but I'm like, no, if you're trying to bring back what made Star Wars special, like, that's how you do it. Like, Yeah, yeah. this it was a very good jumping pad mm-hmm. for, from, from even a business perspective. Oh, yeah. It was not even like, not even like, it, it's, it's weird because people can call the movie like creatively bankrupt or whatever, but... <coughs> In the end of the day, like, 
what people wanted in Star Wars was familiarity, things that they already knew were established, new characters, even if they're similar to some old ones, mm. and a jumping point for the whole saga, yeah. or for this new trilogy in particular. Right. And that, it really does provide that very well. Yeah. And I think what it does, too, is it provides really good performances, which is something we haven't seen in Star Wars movies since, I mean, really, I could technically say ever, but since Empire Strikes Back, probably. I think uh, the performances between Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver are some of the best in yeah, the whole saga. Yeah, Adam Driver, I mean, that's the thing I didn't mention, was that the main villain of this is Kylo Ren, who winds up being Han Leia's son. And Adam Driver, to me, has been the most, I think Adam Driver's one of the most exciting American actors, period, working today. I think everything he does in the past few years has just been pretty gold you know this has been cool i think he's an amazing amazing actor and i think um he he is his performance as kylo ren is and the connection that he has with ray is the most interesting thing and what's carried me through this whole this whole trilogy it's what dragged me through the last one yeah no i i i i actually think um with with one major exception let me get to rise of skywalker i actually thought the stuff between them was still the strongest stuff in the movie yeah um but yeah, no, I mean, my issues with Force Awakens are that it feels, um, it feels kind of like a trailer for a movie, like a two-hour trailer. Like, it doesn't, like, it felt like we spent so, and I don't mean this to be like, I hate people, I don't want to be those people that's like, my theory wasn't confirmed, so therefore it's a bad movie, but it's more like... We, as fans, did spend year, literally years trying to figure out what this movie was going to be and who these characters are, and I wound up not knowing much about them anymore, like, not knowing a lot more about them than I went into it with. Mm-hmm. Other than Kylo Ren, but we all, even that, we all, the number one theory was that Kylo Ren was Han Solo's son. It wasn't like that was a shock, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. They, there was no <coughs> shocks, really, in the movie. No. Period. Um, it's a very safe movie. Outside of that even small reveal, which wasn't, like, that big of a surprise. And even Han Solo dying in this movie is, like, I feel like we all kind of... If you were a Star Wars fan, you saw it coming, because it's, like, we all know that Harrison Ford hates... Harrison Ford fucking hates... hates Playing Han Solo, even though he says, it's like, oh, no, it's not hate, but it's pure hate. And, like, I think when I heard he was back, I was like, well, that's so exciting, but I was also, like... He's probably gonna get killed in this one, mm. like you know. But what's cool is they—they. They, I will say what I do like is that they milk him for every. That's something really gross. That they use. <laughs> they you mean him. they lactate his nipples? <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Uh, but they use every ounce of Harrison Ford they can. Um, so like that South Park episode. Oh my God, that's right. Where the where they're in the woods with Indiana Jones. Is that oh, what they do with Holland? Oh, stop! <laughs> no, stop it. Anyway, no, they Hans Hans better in this movie than he is in, in Return of the Jedi for sure. Yep, that's for sure. I a hundred percent concur with that. I don't feel like I have a lot to say about this movie. Uh, I can add a few things. Okay. Um. I knew when watching it in theaters during that scene on the bridge, whenever he's saying, I feel torn apart, yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I don't know, if, I don't know if I have the strength to do it and stuff like that. I knew that was meant to be, like, in Rise of Skywalker, it's obviously a double entendre, like, it's two different things. Yeah. Uh, I kind of guessed that from the get-go. I don't know if that was something that, like, I, I, I feel like people like you, or, like, film buffs and stuff like 
people like that probably could catch on to that. Uh, but I don't know if that was like a general audience thing. Uh, the lighting in that scene is fantastic. The lighting, I mean, I think Abrams really knows. He has great lighting and a great, really cool. There's some great sets in this movie. Um, I think. I think the big issue with, with well, there's two things that drag Force Awakens down from. First of all, Force Awakens is a good movie, like it's a solid movie. But the thing about it is, that I, when I rank my Star Wars movies, I rank it pretty low, and I rank it actually. I've officially since we've talked, I've ranked it below Revenge of the Sith. Which is weird because Revenge of the Sith is not a good, it's not as good of a movie, but I feel like it's a better Star Wars movie in the sense that I come back with, there's, there feels like there's more stakes and there's more, um, um, I won't say drama, but more, um, it feels heavier and it feels like there's stuff that I, it leaves me with stuff that's like I can chew on. You can rewatch it more, and yeah. there's more to rewatch it for. Yes, the... yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Force Awakens, I rewatch only to kind of get that feeling back of like seeing it for the first time, but not so much. And, and so the excitement that the world had around it that was really exciting, but not so much the movie itself. That's pretty much the movie in general. Yeah, I mean, you even take dialogue out of it, and for example, the scene where Han and Chewie get on the Millennium Falcon for the first time, like Chewie, we're home. It's all. Yeah very much dialogue that fits the situation of this is the first Star Wars movie we've seen in a very long time. That's yeah. actually, we're back. Han Solo's back. It's all dialogue that fits that. But in terms of just like a movie, it feels, it's a little bit weird, but like you would watch it to get that feeling. It's a, it's the, uh, it's the, there's been this debate online about, especially since Rise of Skywalker came out, which is, you know, do people watch, people don't really watch Star Wars to be, challenged for the most part that's uh, pretty obvious by the way obvious, Scott Horton, very obvious but, <laughs> but, but and, it, and that star wars and i could i can get this to an extent because i am a star wars fan that star wars is like comfort food and so i think force awakens does that pretty well i think rise of skywalker does that well but the issue is that to an extent but i feel like the issue is that um comfort food's fine but it, it is it is interesting when a director does make something that challenges you more and i i always am more drawn to that you know um but force awakens is fine i think the problem with force awakens is i to really two things i don't mind that it's it's a it's it takes beats from a new hope because i understand from both a storytelling way and a business reason why they did that because they want people to the prequels before reddit explain to them that no we fucking love the prequels the prequels were not were known as the bad ones so their whole mentality was well how do we get people back into star wars yeah and it was well let's remind them about the fun swashbuckling adventure that star wars used to be and even though it is very beat for beat you hope i understand the the reasons why they did it why they hit a lot of those beats the problem the big but the big but the what I like about it, though, is that a lot of its beats aren't super obvious until you go back. But the one that is, and it's I think we agree is one of the worst parts of the movie, is the addition of Starkiller Base, which is the new Death Star. Starkiller Base is horrible. Yeah. All the idea behind just bringing back a Death Star over and over and over again, it feels like routine. Yeah. Because somebody didn't like something different about a past movie. I realized that today, actually, when I was uh, talking with somebody about Star Wars, I mentioned A New Hope, 
Death Star, blah, blah. Empire comes out, creates complex characters, has a darker tone, creates a multi-layered villain, mm -hmm. and doesn't have the big laser. Return of the Jedi goes back to lightheartedness, brings back big laser, brings back group. Prequels come out, everyone hates them. 2015, to redeem everything, big laser, group, blah, blah. Isn't that weird that you're explaining the original trilogy concept, and I hear what you're saying with the big laser, but isn't that funny that that's kind of the exact same format for this new trilogy? It is. To an extent. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit messier, but it's still like... Force Awakens, big laser, Last Jedi comes out, creates a bunch of divisiveness, uh, half so the people love it, the half the people hate it. And then bring back big lasers. This time, thousands like, thousands of, big, of big, big lasers. Thousands of yeah. big lasers this time around. Because yeah. we have to up the stakes. Because apparently planets blowing up isn't isn't big enough. Yeah. Well, anyway, what I was going to say was Starkiller Base feels very just on the nose with its... It, it just feels very lazy. And I, um... If Starkiller Base but, feels lazy, I don't even know what Rise of Skywalker feels like then. Yeah. Well, let me just say this too, though, but, um... You know, what's so weird about it, too, is not only is it a rehash of uh, New Hope, it's a rehash of of um, Return of the Jedi. Because Return of the Jedi, my big issue with Return of the Jedi, too, is that, why the fuck are we going back to the fucking Death Star? Like, what? Like, why are we doing that again? That seems dumb. You literally just destroyed it in the last two movies ago. Why are we going back? And that's what happens with this one that's frustrating. That is my reaction to... Oh. To, to the Emperor being brought back after seeing the movie. Before, I was like, oh, it's to tie everything all together. Yeah. You know, it's going to have a big red ribbon on yeah. it. It's going to be beautiful. And then after watching it, I'm just thinking, why was that ever in the yeah. movie? Yeah. Like, what? And I also want to say my other big issue is, and we'll get to this more when we get to Ride of Skywalker too, is um, with, with, the, with Force Awakens, is just the dialogue... I hate that Wrath Star scene. So the Wrath Star scene is bad too, but I think I don't the, like Maz Kanata either. Yeah, I, like I think Kanata. the dialogue though in the in the um, in the Force Awakens is interesting because it's he's obviously trying to be less stagnant and boring and unfunny than the prequels, but it yet it feels too casual and it feels like people kind of brush off Star Wars. Like they feel like, oh, it's like what isn't this kind of a goofy universe? And it's like. You gotta take it a little seriously. Like, you have to put some serious... Because, like... There's That's a, where the fun comes from. Yeah. But there's this, these lines where, like, when, when Han Solo sees the the, sec, the Starkiller base on hologram, he goes, well, how do we blow it up? There's always a way to do that. And it's like... It's, yeah. It is grown worthy. And first of all, you're pointing out the fact that you're lazy because you're with the... And it's just, it's just stuff like that. Or even Finn, for example, is a character I have a big issue with because I think for the first 30 minutes... I think the first half hour of Force Awakens, by the way, is phenomenal. Like... I think it's it's almost screenwriting 101 how to set up characters. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so good. Um, the way we... Because we're, we're given so much information in such a short period of time, but yeah, it doesn't feel like a cluster. And like... Oh, wow. Right, yeah, right, got weird. a parallel right like, there. Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. It's like you're immediately... Like, you, you cut to Kylo Ren. You cut to Poe Dameron. And he's on his mission. And like, everything converges on this one point in this yeah. opening scene. And then... The only time we go off of that is to see Ray. Yeah, BB-8 runs off but too. We, yeah, so even, that's even that connects. Yeah. Like everything connects. Like it all connects really beautifully. Yeah. And everything leads. To, I think. I think to me, the Force Awakens. If the Force Awakens was as good as that first half hour, as good as from the start of that movie to the point where they meet Han, even 
Yeah, Han. But I was just gonna say up to that point in that the the amazing Falcon flight uh, chase yeah. at Jakku is like perfect. That is like that is what Abrams is the only thing he's good at. He's and, and well, I'll give credit to a lot of the good stuff in Force Wings is probably Lawrence Kasdan because he came back from Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi to write this, mm-hmm. and, and he's one of the best film. He's one of the best writers ever. I mean, so and I'm not just saying that because of Star Wars, because also Raiders Lost Dark and The Big Chill. He's an amazing writer. Lawrence Kasdan is fantastic. He's fantastic. I was wondering what would happen. He writes Han great too because that's his favorite character. Yeah, he really. Yes, yeah. yeah, so that's why Han doesn't feel like a total doofus. Um, although it, 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 I was thinking about that too. Like, what if Abrams got Kasdan back for? Even that could have helped, you know, for Rise of Skywalker. Anything, yeah. Anything could have, except the writer of Batman v Superman. But anyway, um, yeah, no, um, so so that to me is the best stuff. Um, and I think it does a really good job of setting these characters up. I think that's a that's the best thing I can give this movie is that it does a good job of setting characters up. But some of the dialogue, so, but that was, back to Finn, is that Finn is sort of like, um, just, uh, I love this idea that there's a stormtrooper who goes rogue or who leaves the first order after seeing something, and yet has doesn't know where his place is, and yet there's just so many weird inconsistencies with his character. He's very funny, and he has a sense of humor, and he has um, he doesn't feel like he's been he's a tormented soul that much to me. Oh, not at all. And I also feel like there's also I'll, can I tell you one line that kind of sums up what I feel about Finn is that um, there's the scene when they meet Han. And it's a good scene, but they meet Han for the first time, and uh, he and he says, Han Solo, the Rebellion General? And he looks at Chewbacca, and he goes, wasn't he a war hero? And I'm like, why the fuck, if you were raised in the First Order, would Han Solo be a hero to you? A war hero? Yeah. That's weird. Like, to me, what was so exciting was that, like, we're gonna get, we're gonna get someone who's seen Star Wars from the other side, like... Yeah. Because to them, from a different point of view, point of view, Han Solo would be a fuck. Han Solo and Luke Skywalker are terrorists, right? Yeah, they destroy like, right? Like to them, in that in that mindset, so to them, it'd just be like, he's a isn't he a war hero? Also, the whole idea of Luke Skywalker—it's almost like the idea that the stormtroopers were no, they're bad guys, yeah. which is not accurate at all. Also, the idea of Luke Skywalker and the Jedi being a myth is very underdeveloped and half baked and weird. The fact that some things, like Han Solo, people know, and Princess Leia, people know, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, that contradicts everything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I always enjoyed <laughs> the uh, dialogue with uh, the Luke Skywalker, I thought he was a myth, that type of stuff. I like that stuff, but it's like, but wait, what? Like if you're going to know who Han is, yeah. who Leia is, and all them, but it's... not who Luke Skywalker is, that's very weird. If he, there's an interesting concept there, but they don't dig... It's almost... Because J.J. Um, Abrams always said what made him the one piece of dialogue he thought about in his brain that excited him for, to make Res, to make Force Awakens was just thinking of a girl, a, girl, a lonely girl, our hero, saying, who is Luke Skywalker? Mm-hmm. And he thought, that's so cool. But it's like he didn't build the rest of the movie around that. Like, it's weird. Like, why would she not know? But yeah, she knows who... Like, and she's still like... Even if you said Ray didn't know who she was, but, but the fact that he was... She even knows what the Millennium Falcon is. She knows the Millennium Falcon, she knows who Han is. Like, that's just weird. That's mm. bizarre. No, um, 100%. Yeah. That is very strange. Yeah. I haven't even... I didn't really even think about that too much. Yeah. Uh, I normally just think about all the uh, dumb dialogue I don't like and all the dumb reactionary dialogue that I kind of hate that J.J. does nowadays. I go back to notice it now. Every single time I'm watching and 
every single time something exciting happens, he's sitting there writing on a script. Oh, somebody needs to yell now. Whether it be Fen yelling woo every five seconds. Oh my god. My dad, we're watching Rise of Skywalker. Sorry, Rebecca Truck. It's funny mm-hmm. you say that. Because my dad literally leaned over to me when uh, Poe gets blasted in the arm in Rise of Skywalker. He goes, Poe! My dad's like, how many hours of footage do they have of just John Boyega screaming? Yeah. Because he screams, when, especially when J.J. writes, he screams every line. Rose! Ray! Poe! Yeah. That's, that's, that's... Woo! J.J. has Woo! the writing where even in, even in the Rise of Skywalker TV spots where, like, oh, that was a joke. Where he'd be flying around, he, shooting down, he shoots down the TIE fighter in the Millennium Falcon. Woo! Turns out, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's so cheesy. It's, it's really just ridiculous and and it's so annoying because the scene's already exciting it's already fun mm-hmm. and jj feels the need to throw in almost like validation that it's exciting it's like oh this validates your excitement mm-hmm. like like he's excited so you should be too and i'm like oh don't worry jj i, I almost forgot i was too excited Yeah, it's like he tells the audience he does tell the audience how i feel i still feel that humor and we'll get to last jedi which is which is a movie i really like that movie still has humor that's out of place but um you're right uh at least the humor is, um, there's a couple of them that work. That work. And, and, and I think with Force Awakens, though, it just, it always, it always just comes at a really awkward period that, again, makes it almost feel like, we know, we know how you're feeling. Like, let's just have the characters. I'll tell you one that I, uh, that I really like. In Force Awakens? Yeah, There's where, a where it's where it's uh, where it's like, you know, like kind of an exciting moment, but it's because it fits. It doesn't just feel like somebody yelling or somebody doing something that's that's not adding anything. It's just somebody yelling just to be like, oh, it's exciting. What? It's one of the first ones where Poe and him are both inside the TIE fighter. I love that scene. And, he, and, he, and he's like, oh, uh, well, it's got, it's got a map that leads to Luke Skywalker. He's oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, you've yeah. got to be kidding me. And then they get blasted out of the sky. I'm like, this is fun. I like that like, whole scene. I remember every time I watched that with someone, that, that scene in particular, someone who doesn't mm-hmm. like Star Wars. And again, this is when JJ's on, when he is, he is a good director, he can do this well. Um, is so I showed my girlfriend um, the original trilogy, and you know she liked them, but it was it's hard for someone who's not into Star Wars. It's you know to I mean? yeah. show them in their twenties. It's like weird because I feel like a lot of Star there's Wars, a disconnect. Yeah, I feel sure. like a lot of Star Wars that we love is is the fact that. But I showed her Force Awakens, and that scene they're getting in there, and it's exciting. And, and he's like, "What's mm-hmm. your name?" And I'm not calling it Finn, huh? And he goes, "Nice to meet you too, Poe. Nice to meet you too, Finn." There's that whole fly, and it's a it's a little corny, but. It's exciting. It's 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 it's, it's engaging. It's engaging, it's and, and and these characters, these actors are really giving it their all, and um, like that's and it's it, that's fast paced J.J. Abrams writing that's done very well. Yeah, and you're having fun. Yeah, that's a good that's a good scene, um, and that's where it's done well. The other ones, I, the ones I'm not a big fan of, and and I even then I think I think Ryan Johnson's so much. Not even just of a better writer, but a better writer specifically for characters like Kylo Ren. Yes, because J.J. Abrams has to dedicate feels the need to dedicate three three no two two or three scenes i don't quite remember where kylo ren is just like yelling hitting something or just yeah. screaming at somebody and it comes <laughs> off as it's like w- what are you trying to prove like th- yeah. th- this guy's intimidating like like aren't you intimidated i'm like i mean i mean like i get what you're going for he's he's a conflicted young person Blah, blah, blah. But we get it once. We don't. Need yeah, it. you don't. I don't need it. I don't need it thirty bajillion times. Honestly, the only one that even really worked for me 
is the one whenever she escapes. But even then, I hate how the stormtroopers are standing there and then they turn around. And avoid you don't like that. the uh, the girl. I don't care for the for the. Uh, I, I like the part how he how he chokes the guy. Yeah. And he, he, I like that. Yeah. Because I find that to be actually intimidating. Like he forced the guy towards him. He's like, "What girl?" Yeah. That one. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> and uh, that one's cool to me. But uh, the. There always has to be like a joke to it, and it's just like yeah, why? it's not, it's dumb too. When you catch like storm two stormtroopers who walk by, and they're like, ooh, they like yeah, the stormtroopers walk on by, ooh, I know, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, he's angry. Yeah, let's like, let's leave. Yeah, this is a normal. This is awkward. It's, I almost, I, I won't talk about that scene later, but there's another. Thing oh yeah, yeah, stuff. no, exactly what you're thinking about. Oh my god. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, no, I yeah, sorry, keep going. Everybody's gonna, oh wait, I was actually gonna say. Uh, you can edit that. There's a lot of words at once. No, you're fine. Just, just go for it. We're keeping it all in. Because <laughs> it's funny. And who gives a shit? That's right. why. You know, hey. or You know what you should do? Oh my god, you know what you should do? For the first 20 minutes of this podcast, you should just it's keep, awkwardly edit it so we can say it's like the Rise of Skywalker where we just like awkwardly like you cut lines from other things and put them together and like... <laughs> Oh my god! It just sounds like we're talking about another movie. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something. I don't know. I just like wanna, Kylo I Ren, angry yeah. Han Solo showed up. Rise of Skywalker, bad doo doo. <laughs> oh man. Um, actually, I don't. I don't even know what I was gonna say. I'm kind of. I kind of touched on everything. In Force Awakens. Force Awakens is a crack addict show, dude. <laughs> Shit is dumb as fuck. I. I don't. I, it's fine. I I always it's funny. I always felt like I was the negative Nancy when this movie came out because it came out and I remember being like cuz everyone loved this yeah, movie. Yeah, you are. You don't love it. Shut the fuck up. Everyone, everyone loved this movie when it came out and I remember being like it was fun. In fact, let me find my first review on in my Instagram here. I can scroll down real quick. Uh, I'll I'll uh, make up stuff as I go along. Um Star Wars Force Awakens was uh Movie that I strongly anticipated, but the the reaction was great at first and slowly diminished over the years until I honestly barely even feel like watching the movie anymore. Okay. Here's what I said. Okay, cool. I said, oh, so by the way, I saw this movie. I spent, I was at a 20 hour movie marathon. So I watched one, two, three, four, in a theater, four, five, six, and then seven. It was crazy. I was, I got there at 1 a.m. on Thursday. It was there till 9 p.m. But anyway, wait, that's not 20 hours. I was there before. Shut the... Just read the damn thing. God. <laughs> so I said, I spent nearly 20 hours at a crazy, awesome Star Wars movie marathon, all culminating to the premiere of The Force Awakens. I said, and this is what I said, this is not... Sometimes I'm guilty of, and I was guilty of Rise of Skywalker, guilty of being overexcited for a movie. This is a movie that was very overhyped. I feel like the past two Star Wars movies have been. I'm not saying Last Jedi is bad, but I'm saying when a movie is that well-reviewed, I go into a movie thinking it's going to be perfect. So I said, while I can't say I loved it, it's great fun that honors the mythology and sets the franchise on the right track. And I still stand by that. Oh, I remember this because I copy and pasted that from my review. I'm just kidding. Oh, fucker. <laughs> but I remember, I remember, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't, people say they like this movie, but they don't really talk about it much. Or at least they don't talk about it. what the fuck is there to talk about? Nothing. The Last Jedi. <laughs> Moving on. Oh wait, can we not talk about this uh, this cliffhanger that left everybody's balls blue as fuck with Luke Skywalker? Yeah. So that's my favorite scene in the whole movie, but it did bum me out because I remember J.J. Abrams saying one of his many lies. J.J. Abrams is a liar. 
Oh, he is. He's, he's a he's deceiver. A straight, he's, he's a straight-up liar. Where like, was Duel of Fates in the new one? Oh, dude, there wasn't in there. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I was told that. that I was, was like, told, I was told like, all the, like, all the themes would be in there. You know what's funny? Like, I, they, I reached... Uh, dude, they play... Okay, aside Rise of Skywalker Red, they play, so they don't play a lot of prequel music, but they play one piece of music from... You might know this. They play one piece of music from the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack... When Poe and Zori Bliss are talking on top of the building, they play a whole piece from the Revenge of the Sith score. But it's like, I remember it because it was the main menu music for the Revenge of the Sith video game. But it's so weird because it's like, it's like, that's the score from Revenge of the Sith you're going to use? Here, I'll fucking play it. Like, it's insane. I, was, I know which one you're talking about. Oh, like, it's, it's so, so, yeah, it's Zori, like... It was like of all the stuff to play. They played a song from Attack of the Clones. Which one? I have no idea, but I've read everywhere they have a song from Attack of the Clones. I don't know what... Where the fuck... Dude, I wanted this damn movie. Oh, that one? Why the fuck they were playing that shit? Yeah, they played this over the entire scene where Zori, Bliss, and Poe Dameron have a heart-to-heart. I was like, that's such an odd... Piece to pick. Yeah, of all the... Pieces, dude. I Did you expect Battle know. of the Heroes during the fight scene on the Death Star because it was so similar to? Yeah, like, literally, I thought that was like. Oh, it's no. poetry, bro. It rhymes. What it, was the fuck? it was literally the Mustafar fight, but with water. Yeah. Okay, Last Jedi. All right, all right, cool, fine. Um, oh no, wait! I was gonna say how JJ lied. JJ okay. always lies. JJ lied because he said that at the end of Force Awakens, because he because he said that what's so great about Force Awakens is that you can watch. You don't have to ever watch a Star Wars movie and you'll enjoy it, but you also don't have to ever see a Star Wars movie after it and you'll still enjoy. You'll still get everything out of it. That's bullshit. That is the first part of that statement is true. I hundred percent agree with that. Second part of that statement, you can literally not end a movie with a fucking cliffhanger like that. The biggest that's the biggest cliffhanger, cliffhanger of all Star, Star Wars, Wars ever. Yeah. You cannot live a cliffhanger with that and say, "Oh, you don't have to see the next one." Are you kidding yeah. me? That's because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's a doofus, bro. I'm telling you, that guy sits there. He's like. Then I need three boxes. <laughs> and, and then Kathleen Kennedy said, "All right, all right, JJ, 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 calm down. We can't do the mystery boxes." And he's like, "Why not?" <laughs> like, anyway, we can just answer it in episode 10, 11, 12 with new directors. And he's like, "There is no 10, 11, 12. <laughs> JJ, this is the last one." He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Wait, you told me this now? I already filmed it. No, uh, but no, uh, yeah, so... Imagine him sounding like... Imagine his whole entire time when he wrote the script for The Rise of Skywalker. He just sounds like Dio the robot. Sorry. You know he's the voice of that, right? Yeah, I know he is. That's funny. So he's, just, that he's just sitting there writing it. He's like, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Kathleen Kennedy goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> crossing out stuff. Oh, man. Okay, um, I have a whole theory about... I have a whole fucked up thing about Dio, too, but I'll get to that later. Okay. It's more exciting than The Rise of Skywalker. So we can... We hold, can on, hold on, I was just going to say... I will say that cliffhanger, which the cliffhanger is that Rey finally finds Luke Skywalker, holds out her lightsaber, yep. and he sees it, and you and see the helicopter it. shot thing. Yeah, but I uh, well that is shots were, but I I do love that scene. In fact, my first thought when I the left music so so good, and I thought, I thought man, Mark Hamill's really acting. Like I just thought he looks so cool in his face. The thing about what is so weird to me is that even if I didn't know he was going to be full on. I want the Jedi to end in The Last Jedi. You cannot look at that face and think, oh, he's he's in. You know, like, he's in. It's like, no, there's definitely... A, a nah, dude, I wanted him to grab it and say, 
all right, let's go kick some ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what some people wanted, apparently. But you can't, like, it's just dumb to me people complain about the fact that, like, you kind of had a feeling that he was going to be reluctant, right? Because his face is not joy. It's, it's... The way Han talks about it, too, it does not Yeah, he disappeared because he's in shame. He's he felt shame. Okay, Last Jedi. Tyler... Oh, can I please... One last thing about Force Awakens. Can I please say the reason why... The, you remember the R2-D2 thing? Oh, my God. This You brought yeah. this up to me, and I was like, holy shit. And so I kind of have, like, a hatred towards Force Awakens, specifically due to one MacGuffin <laughs> that is, like, the whole point of the film. Like, the movie starts off with this MacGuffin. The movie continues for the whole entire film about this MacGuffin. It's about how BB-8 has a piece of the map that reveals where Luke Skywalker is. Too bad they need the rest of the map. So this is, yeah. like, the big thing. Like, it's Starkiller Base and this. Those are the two things going on, pretty much, when it comes up to, like, things they need to have, like, an objective towards. Well, in the end of the day, you find out that it's actually in R2-D2. He wakes up at the very end, basically for no fucking reason, and actually, literally for no fucking reason, and he wakes up, hands over the rest of the map, and it feels like the movie was actually watched for no reason. <laughs> it, it it kind of baffles me. Yeah. I was like, did you really think that nobody was... People noticed this, but it's like people don't care. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is, this is half the movie's plot. And it's just, oh, R2-D2 woke up and JJ's sitting there like, mystery box, somebody else pointed to that mm-hmm. later. Well, nobody did. And you know what? I blame his fucking ass yeah. for it because he probably had no answer. He probably sat there and looked like a doofus. Like he always does in all of his dumbass interviews. <laughs> he sounds he's like he's the biggest. Um, JJ is the biggest. Um, he's like he's he talks like a politician when he talks about movies and Star Wars in particular, where he's very much like we love the respect the genre. I have respect for the genre, and he but he always and people ask him questions, he'll just spin it in a way that he sounds like he's using big words. So it's like. He sounds like, oh, he's answering the question. But then you actually go back to what he said, and it's like, wait, that's not... That didn't answer Jack's shit. Like, I saw this one... I'll give, I'll give you a really basic example. Someone said, you know... Um, what What is the most exciting thing about... What's your favorite thing in The Rise of Skywalker, in the movie that you made? And he said, well, you know, there's a lot of great action. You know, there's some beautiful effects. But to me, this movie has moments where characters really figure out problems together and they talk to each other and they and they have to figure out problem and, and they argue and they and they have and through their through their conversations they they discover things about each other and that's to me that's what this is about and that's such an exciting story and then you stop to think and you're like that's a fucking movie like mm-hmm. yeah people talk and they come up with pro like you know like like that's when he goes back over to Lucasfilm. They give him a little pat on the head. They're yeah, like, exactly. okay, JJ, good yeah. job, good job. Yeah. Go back home. Go yeah. back home. We don't I wonder need- if that's why they didn't allow Mark Hamill in the press tour for this movie. Because oh, I guarantee you, because they didn't want him to fucking talk, like be honest. Because even if I don't agree with that, Mark Hamill says like I love that he's honest. Oh, it's funny. It's I love really it. Funny. I love it. I love that he's so honest. But yeah, no, they. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, I will say this, and this is about the new one. But, that's a great point about R2, though. It's, yeah, it's um, so weird. I, I hate that so much. It's never answered in any movie afterwards. <coughs> I know, I know. Um, Do you think that George Lucas resents the new one? Do you think he does not like it at all? I think he likes it more than Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. That's my theory, because he he genuinely does like Force Awakens. We, we know that. Yeah. We know that for a fact. 
Um, he, he's in, in, I remember like his original thoughts. He was like, well, um, I can see why people would enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, he goes, he called, he called, I think, what did he call it? I forget what he called it. He called it a very enjoyable movie. And then one week later, he was on Charlie Rose, and he said he felt like he sold his baby off to white slavers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he feels about Last Jedi. He said it was... And then I, Walt doesn't he throw it into assassinate him? He said it was beautifully made. That was his quote for Last Jedi, when, he, when it was screened for him. It was beautifully made, which can mean a lot of things. <laughs> and then... Um, Rise of Skywalker, he hasn't really... It's so funny, these fucking movies now, they're like... Like, they're like political things. Like, we have to get a public statement. Like, what's the president think? You know, like, what what is Lucas... What's his What's his statement on... If George Lucas doesn't like it, then I don't Exactly, like what's well, like that? And it's like, it's like... But he hasn't given one for Rise, which is interesting. Because apparently it's the one he was most involved with. Allegedly. So I'm curious. I think he liked it more than Force Awakens. Do you think we're gonna get a hashtag release the George Lucas cut? Because <laughs> I've been I've been seeing everything. Be Honestly, like... after seeing the movie, after seeing what a mess the movie is currently, I'm down with it. I'm release the George Lucas I cut. The Snyder cut. I will fucking I will go for the. I'm gonna cut. start hashtag and release the George George Lucas cut. Apparently, is a thing. Apparently. Wait, really? Yeah, allegedly. Well, allegedly the film underwent um so you know how there was like really bad production hell which yeah I which i was like trying to push out of the rug so I saw yeah yeah, yeah. The and then we saw the movie and it's like oh shit that is yeah you really can tell bad. you can it's the only star wars movie that's so fucking obvious yeah it's very bad obvious production problems were yeah um apparently with the test screenings they were they were showing off three different versions of the movie like ending wise apparently one ending was chosen by kathleen kennedy mm-hmm. another one was chosen by jj abrams mm-hmm. and the other one was chosen by george lucas and apparently they went against the George Lucas one, like entirely against it. Is this true? Uh, this is a, this is like a theory. This is all like rumors. Just online. big, 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 like, if that's true, that's interesting. Yeah. Who's, do you know whose ending they chose? I have a feeling they chose JJ Abrams. Okay. Ending. And Kathleen Kennedy's had one too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Apparently huh. there was three different, I do know one thing that was essentially confirmed was that they were showing off three different endings. So if that so is that the was case, true. all that yeah, stuff is true. And, and, but the, we don't know whether or not if it was a Kathleen Kennedy version, J.J. Abrams version, and George Lucas version. You know what sucks though? What is that because of Disney? And I, I hate saying this. I hate, I hate that this <laughs> movie has made me become what I hated being people. Say, but because of how Disney is with their promotional stuff, we're never going to see those endings. Oh, we will never, no. ever. We will never no. see them. And they're probably going to tell people not to talk about them, if anything. I, I, Wouldn't at this point though, because fans at least like this one, sadly, you know, good chunk of fans like this one. Wouldn't it? And now that it's over, just say it, you know, like just let it out. Like I don't. Like, oh, this is what was gonna happen. No, they're not going. Unless to. I'm left with what's gonna happen though. Gonna give them bad press. If they ever release the Lucas one and it's way better, it's gonna be like, oh no, I'm burning this into my Blu-ray. <laughs> no, no. Um. Anyway, um. Yeah, let's let's we'll get to Rise of Let's talk about Last Jedi. Like, let's talk about the re- the really good one. That now that I said that, there's probably if anyone's listening to this, they're probably like fucking idiots. Not good way to turned it off instantly. Yeah, but man, turned it off like they turned off the Last Jedi. Hello, Greedo said on his review for Rise of which I agree with. His I think the whole his whole assessment of the movie is pretty great because um, he doesn't hate it like you. I think I'm movie's dog shit, but it's I know, fine. I know, we'll get to that. But right. he said, but he said, the best, yeah, <laughs> the best quote 
is that um, he said it made me respect Last Jedi more. Oh heck yeah, it does. And and I already was on the Last Jedi train with my reservations, with my issues, but I still was a fan of it. But your but yeah, Rise of Skywalker definitely made me respect that movie a hell of a lot. This helped movie a hell of a lot more. And Tyler, I know you love this movie. Like you love this movie. Mm. So- Yes, I do. No, you love this movie. I do, I do. You love this movie so much that when I saw it for the first time and I was very conflicted, I called you up and you were in love with this movie and I was shocked because I was, there was so much to chew on and so much that I, a lot I didn't like, but so much I The whole group I was with was like that too. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. I didn't, I I gave zero fucks about everyone's opinion. That's cool, man. It was kind of funny. And I respect that. I mean, I respect that you um, were able to respect this movie for all of its weird for it's not even it's weird. I keep calling it weird because I think one thing I want to get out of the way right now with The Last Jedi is that it's weird it's only weird in the sense that Star Wars is always safe and like it's only it's only weird when you compare it to other Star Wars movies for the most part it's a pretty solid understandable narrative and what I think is annoying too is that it people complain that it doesn't have all this certain Star Wars stuff in it. But at the end, it does. You just have to wait for it. And I think that makes it feel so much more earned. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I was watching the fun... Because the Battle of Crate at the end of Last Jedi is phenomenal. Like, it is phenomenal. It, it is pure Star Wars. It is the Falcon flying in. It is the TIE Fighters going through. It's a cool planet. You have Kylo Ren screaming to his to, to stormtroopers and the or the first order officers, you know, blow that piece of junk out of the sky, and it's like, it, and the music swells, and this John Williams sword comes in, and there's that part where the type after them, they're like, oh, they hate that ship, and they go through the trench just like the old days. It's so Star Wars, but you know what's so great is that it feels so earned because you've yes. you've spent so much time building that rather than just going like. You know, a really in-depth, cool movie that builds to it, rather than just here right off the bat. Here's all the Star Wars. Building to it in a way that's not excessively boring, no. like something like Rogue One can be. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think people find Star Wars to be weird when it's wait. Any... Explain, explain the plot. Of Last Jedi. Sorry. Uh, the plot to Last Jedi is that there is a ship in space with Leia and all the Resistance members, the leftovers of the Resistance. The Resistance is on its last legs. Everybody's about to die, and uh, the Empire is catching up to them, or the First Order. Sorry. Uh, I don't know how you get those two confused. (laughs) Rey is trying to get Luke to join back in with the battle. She is also trying to be trained by Luke. Luke wants no part of it because Luke screwed up. Yeah, what an asshole, bro. Fucking ruined my childhood. He was a he was a hero. Everyone loved him. He should live up to the icon. I've never seen a celebrity have a flaw. Uh, what if Luke was like a celebrity? Like had like these whole scandals like going on. Imagine like paparazzi outside of his lab, outside of Octu. Get the fuck out of here! Riding up with like a canoe, like, taking pictures of. He's he's getting a bit. Dude, Luke Skywalker's really gone down the drain. You see him stabbing a fish. Yeah, my God. Um, like clickbait articles where it's like, see how poorly they aged. Uh, Poe tries to take out a dreadnought that's chasing after their fleet. He ends up killing off a lot of their crew, so basically gets demoted, and he has to learn a lesson from being reckless to being a more 
I don't want to say pacifist, but more, um, more, uh, um, uh, uh I think the less aggressive, less, less aggressive, cautious and understanding. Yeah. 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 Leader. And, um, because sorry, or keep going, sir. I was just going to say, and Finn and Rose, Rose an engineer who ends up getting picked up by Finn and they both end up going on an adventure to be able to go help out with Poe's plan ends up screwing up. Everybody ends up on crate where Luke Skywalker ends up saving the day because he ends up getting talked to by Yoda who ends up bringing him back into the fight while Rey goes on her own little side thing to go reach out to Kylo because she thinks she can bring him back while also finding out that is not true. And then everything in culmination intertwines on crate in a beautiful way and then ends with the Millennium Falcon flying off and a little kid looking out to the stars as Luke did on Tatooine. Yeah. Um, this movie is about failure and people sort of get angry with this movie because our characters don't succeed and there seems like a lot of wheel spinning and it took me around my third viewing maybe even fourth or fifth, to realize that that was the point. Um, I don't think this movie is secretly brilliant. I don't think it's... I don't... I love this movie. I don't think it's a masterpiece, like some people say. I know, Tyler. But, man, there's... This movie, This movie, when it's working, and that's a lot of the time, is fucking rousing. I watched this movie again recently with my dad... And we watched it the day that the Rise of Skywalker reviews came out. We were like, shit. But we had to, we were watching a movie a day. Like, we got, we got to watch today's last Jedi day. So we're still excited. And we popped it on. We had just watched Force Awakens the day before. And the opening scene starts. And I asked my dad during Force Awakens. I said, you think Last Jedi is a better movie than this, right? And he goes, yeah, sure. And then we watched Last Jedi. We're watching the whole Dreadnought scene, which is amazing. And Rose's sister Paige, you know, is a is a pilot, and she sacrifices herself to kill the destroy the dreadnought. She's hot. Can <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> Literally, because she gets burnt to a crisp. I'm kidding. Uh, no. Uh, but anyway, oh, I know. Oh, I'm just kidding, no. no, but she um, she there's this and there's this whole thing where she's about to fall off the ship and she can't reach the detonator in time and. It's such a, it's so tense and it's so exciting and it it's it's like a genuine battle scene in Star Wars movie that we've never seen where it feels almost like Dunkirk, where it feels like there's just this excitement, this this ticking clock element. And I, my dad, I looked at my dad in that scene. We're watching it again. He says to me multiple times. My dad says, "Not only is this a better movie than Force Awakens, this is a far better movie than Force Awakens, like to the point where." I'm like, I get like tense watching that scene. I watch Star Wars, I've watched every Star Wars movie ever. Very few times in a Star Wars movie do I genuinely tense up in a scene where I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So from the get-go, like, from the get-go, it's a better movie. And this is another, like The Force Awakens, I think the first half hour of this movie is so perfect. Um, and it, it, it has some issues later on, but and yet, unlike Force Awakens, it really gets back on track. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it has things in it I don't like, but man, I, I, I think, um, there's just so much to love in this movie. I think it's just the most, um, it, it's, it's just an epic Star Wars movie. 
in terms of scale, in terms of its ideas that it poses. And it's a Star Wars movie that really kind of made me... The first Star Wars movie that really made me excited for this sequel trilogy. That made me go, wow, this could be something special. This could be something... Star Wars could be something completely different than I thought it was going to be. Wrong. Yeah. And I, I didn't get that. I didn't get it the first time I watched it because I was sort of in the minority of like, well, I, I just want Star Wars. It's comfort food. I want, that was in that majority. I want my Mickey D's. I know, exactly. But but then once I sort of went in understanding that, oh, this is a Star Wars by a director who's who who wants to tell a story that's not what you've seen before, it, it starts to work a lot better. Um, I don't think it's perfect. I think some of the humor is weird. I think Canto Bite is, um, although I love the creatures, it's, I mean, it's the thing most people complain about, but, you know, it, it does kind of, I will say this movie has a lot of problems with sort of um, halting its pace with some of these scenes, um, where it sort of read a great period, read some great stuff with Luke, Leia, and Rey, and then we go to Rose and Finn, which wouldn't be bad on its own, I guess, but it just, in the midst of all this greatness, it's like, feels like a step down. Um, some of the stuff with Holdo and Poe is a little underdeveloped. I don't understand why she didn't just tell him his plan, although I'm sure you can explain to me why you think that's better. Um, mm-hmm. But but it, there's just so much love in this movie. And even if you don't love this movie, it's baffling to me that anyone, any Star Wars fan can watch this movie, watch a scene like, you know, Luke meeting Leia... For, seeing Leia for the first time, or even, you know, seeing, um, like I said, the opening scene, or anything like that, or the scene where Kylo talks to Snoke, which is one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. in a Star Wars movie ever. Or even, of course, the greatest scene of all time in a Star Wars movie, almost, maybe up there with I'm Your, the, I'm Your Father, or, or the Cloud City scene, mm-hmm. the uh, Carbon Freeze scene in Empire, which is Rey and Kylo, you know, fighting the Praetorian Guards, like, fucking incredible like I don't know how you can watch any of those scenes and just walk out of the movie going I hated that movie it's uh-huh. just so weird to me because I even when I had I had mixed feelings about this movie I never hated it because there were just so many beautiful things in it um that's that's where I stand on this movie I, I, I respect it even more now making a comment about the first space battle is that uh it's actually the first space battle in all of Star Wars that uh has a um has a intimate connection with uh, a lot of its uh, lo- uh, the random people. Yeah, in space, it doesn't just focus on the main characters and just have random shots. Yeah, it's it focuses on you see actually, like the people. every pilot in that ship, and and you actually get sad when they, you get kind of like whoa, 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 and you get really intensed up when it's just Paige, just that's, some kind of random that's person. Good filmmaking too is that you can see that character for maybe forty five seconds of screen time altogether, or maybe two. Let's say a minute. And yet you're still like, <gasps> when mm-hmm. she gets, when she gets, when she falls, you know, you're like. When she like, dies, you see yeah. Poe's reaction to her dying. It's, I remember. It's all very well done. It was, uh, this is a really good sign. When I was dating um, my girlfriend, I showed her all the Star Wars movies. When I showed her this one, she saw that part. That scene happened. And she's like, I'm so sad right now. And Poe, and you're like. That's good filmmaking. Like you, you don't know this character for at all, and yet you're still like, oh my god! Or, like, and you see her hold the the rebellion symbol half that we we that it's great. The the one gr- that's such a great setup. Rose that goes, well. goes in the rose, yeah. and um, then I remember that part where uh, in the scene where um, Kylo cuts Snoke in half, and Ray grabs the lightsaber duel. It's the best entrance of the Force Sticks, theme ever. Up her, oh, sticks up her hand. The Force theme comes in. I remember. <laughs> 
Julia, my girlfriend, says, uh, she goes, she goes, how do people not like this movie? She's like, or people don't like this movie? And I was like, I know. Like, how do you not like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, there's so much to love in this movie. Um, yeah, so, but yes, yeah, sorry, yeah, you're right, but that, yeah, that, that opening scene is great, you're right, it's the only way we really get connection to these people, they aren't just, they aren't just cannon fodder, like. Um, as soon as I'm done, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk a bit about it, but I want to do something interesting with it as well, that I'm, I'm curious about our conversation about, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna go in an interesting direction with it, as soon as I'm done commenting about the things that I just, uh, absolutely adore about Yeah, you this love movie. this movie so uh, much. I think there's a whole theme in the movie outside of, uh, failure that a lot of people actually ignore mm-hmm. um it's the it's the theme of pacifism which mm. is actually brought up in it and believe it or not i've actually checked this it's brought up in every single person's arc in the whole entire mm-hmm. film it's uh brought up in poe's arc it's brought up in fen's arc it's brought up in rose rose is actually the one who says the line that completely embodies it which is the oh yeah i love uh, that line uh um, we're, we're not, not going to win this war by fighting what we, we hate, hate, but saving what we, we love. love. Yeah, that right. is that is can be attached to Luke. That can be attached to Poe. That can be attached to Finn. That can be attached to literally the fact that Ray and Kylo are both opposites. Where Ray is trying to save everyone, lifting up the rocks, getting everybody on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and Luke and does Kylo it. is the one that's wants to kill all of them, and he actually fails because of that's it. great. It's it's fantastic. That's writing. great. It's, like yeah, because yeah, Luke Luke doesn't win by fighting what he hates and it's crazy that he all saves of them, what he loves yeah the crazy part about it is that they all have to do with pacifism and it's not even noticeable it's like poe goes from being reckless as a as a as a headstrong leader he's going to charge out there do his plan it's not even necessarily about he feels like that this is the best way to handle it that's the biggest problem and so when he realizes that maybe the best thing to do is preserve what we have save everyone he learns that at the very end and that's a whole theme of pacifism mm-hmm. luke luke in the third act nobody dies except for him he's the only person that dies in the third act yeah and that's because he he doesn't want to kill anybody and he wants to save everyone and due to that he's the only one that dies and then ray is the one that's trying to save everyone Kylo fails because he doesn't want to save everyone, and so he wants to fight what he hates, kill everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Rose teaches Fen the whole lesson of fighting for something good, fighting to save people, rather than just fighting for um, specifically what you want. Mm-hmm. Like his only goal was just, oh, I'm gonna save Ray. I'm gonna save Ray. I'm gonna save mm-hmm. Ray. And when she teaches him about like this is when he meets people like uh, DJ. Mm-hmm. And going on his little adventure with Rose, she teaches him these lessons of like, of like this is the kind of like horrors behind, just you know, just terrible people in the world. Mm-hmm. Like Fen's never been exposed to this. Fen has Fen in Force Awakens talks about how he was taken from his family when he was a little kid. He's never been exposed to like this is just how the universe works. Yeah. Like people are just horrible. Yeah, and and this war profiteering. People, children who are slaves. Uh, I love too that Finn's sort of reaction. And again, I I don't love the Canto Bite stuff, but I do love a lot of elements of it. Um, but one of the things I like is that Finn sort of um, embodies this this kid who 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 is so impressed by all the beauty and bedazzlement of of you know a like almost a capitalist society of this really mm-hmm. big you know. Um, rich planet 
casinos and gambling and money. And and Rose is the one to say, look around. Like, this is built off the backs of of people who 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 are like you. Yeah. You know, who you who you are a cog in a machine. These kids are cogs in machines too. And um Yeah, it's just it's just it's like that's something we've and like the idea of war profiteering, that's something we've never touched on in a Star Wars movie. Like these all about wars yeah. and that's a big element of war that that we've never tried and it's, it's no, unique. I think I think Fen meeting uh Meeting DJ, who's supposed to be this down the middle, doesn't care. Both sides do their own thing. Yeah, yeah. This whole other line, uh, they win today, you'll win tomorrow, whatever. Um, even though he's my least favorite new character yeah, out of all of them. But um, when he meets him, that's kind of showing him, like, this is what it's like when you just ignore all of it. Because that's all Finn wants to do. Yeah. He just wants to ignore it, save Ray, move on. That's it. That's all he wants to do. And this movie does a better... Like... Does a better job of establishing that than Force Awakens did. Also, does it subtly? Subtly, is, and Force yeah. Awakens to me was like I, I, when I watched Force Awakens, I felt like Finn's on board. And so when I saw this one, I was like, "Wait, Finn's not on board?" And uh, that was weird, but it wasn't really Ryan Johnson's fault. J.J. Abrams' fault for not explaining that well, because he he's very much like, you know, I'm I don't want to be part of this fight anymore. You know, I still don't, you know, and I like that. And that's a that's a, Finn actually does get one of the better arcs, and I think even in Rise, where it's like he now he's part of something that he can be proud of and uh-huh. a family. He's part of a family now. He has a family. Um, but yeah, Last Jedi introduces that really well. Do you, I I fully believe one hundred percent that when Force Awakens was written and moving it onward and having Ryan Johnson read it, that JJ if he was to make the second movie, he wouldn't even have noticed the idea that. Uh, that Fen originally is just going to save Ray, and then now he could learn to save and help the resistance. Yeah. And instead, he would have just been like, "Oh, well, now he's part of the resistance, you know. So yeah. now he's there. So we got to do no something with that. Maybe, maybe just beat up Captain Phasma. But instead of just making him a person who's oppressed, beating his oppressor, instead you make him a character that also has an arc included yeah. into that. And Rose helps him out with that. So whatever people can say about Rose, it's kind of weird because it's like. In the end of the day, even if you don't like Rose as a character, mm-hmm. she's she's literally the one that that helps Finn reach his full arc. Without her, he doesn't even do that. He's the only reason why she's yeah. ever capable of doing yeah. that. Well, we're gonna, you were going to say if you had like an interesting way you wanted to look at this movie, and I was curious what you were going to say. Oh, I was going to say we should do something um, fun, which is... Uh, uh, I want to go back and forth going through everything you don't like and go back and forth about each thing. Okay. Um, I, I completely know. I'll tell you what I don't like right off the bat. Just so that means that we don't yeah. have to retread ground. Um, I think some of the structuring is a bit sloppy. Yeah. I think that... I think to me, to me it's a great... It feels like a great first draft of a script mm-hmm. that needed just a little trimming. A little bit. Okay, I, I don't know about that, but maybe, it's, maybe, it's maybe that sounds too crude. That sounds too cruel. Um, but I, I definitely feel like there's so many, there's so many even connective layers that are even under. No, I agree. The no, no, no. I, yeah. I, I, but I, I, what I'm saying is, I feel like uh, maybe. I'm sorry. Um, feels like it needed one more edit. Yeah, I guess it needed that. one more edit that. just to kind of tighten everything all together. Um, I don't like the father year chase. I do defend a lot of the stuff on Canto Bite, not the father you chase. Yeah. I, I, lo- I mean, the music, we love the music during that sequence, but the yeah. sequence itself is bad. Yeah. Um, and 
I don't like I don't like some of the humor, and I hate the Maz Kanata scene. It's actually my least favorite part of the entire movie. Yeah. That I, whole segment when they're explaining it to Poe is kind of like that was the corporate thing to me. I feel like the studio was like, "Oh, Maz Kanata needs to be in the." But film you know that whole scene point. too, right? With Poe, that's me. That whole scene just—it's awkward. It feels weird. And I was like, yeah. "Poe talking." Yeah, and they're all like, uh, "Oh, it's weird." Yeah, no, no, it's weird. It's I think Ryan Johnson didn't even want her to be in the movie. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, no, we have her signed on to do all three of them. You need to get her in." So I don't like that. And some of the dialogue I'm not a big fan of. Just a couple of lines, really. And then some of the humor doesn't work for me. Some of the stuff that people think sounds like humor, I don't think is humor at all. I agree. But it's, uh, that's, that's a few things. Um, my least favorite joke in the entire movie is, honestly, I, I hate it whenever the thing falls down and hits the nun. Uh, oh, I like that part. Really? Yeah, I love that part. Oh, I don't. I don't. Oh, well, I like the part. I love. I, like I love the thing. alien. I love the nuns. Uh, the, ca- the caretakers. That's what the caretakers. I love caretakers. those guys. Yeah, they're, no, they're great. I do love them, but I just don't care for the. Oh man, yeah, like, the rock falls over, hits like... their thing. They're, they're he's still holding on to the hand. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. I was always like, oh, okay, it's, a, it's cute. It's fine. I um, yeah, the, those are good. Um, my I would say the humor, but. After seeing Rise of Skywalker, um, which initially I didn't think had a lot of... Well, the Rise of Skywalker has... It's weird. Rise of Skywalker has less humor, but it's... Every one of it... None of it works, <laughs> except one line. Um, and C-3PO. So, actually, there's some good humor in Rise of Skywalker. I take that back. C-3PO's got a lot of good stuff. I would say... But it's funny. I would have more complaints about this movie if I hadn't just seen Rise of Skywalker, which has way more problems. Um... We'll go through them. Uh, uh, I, I, um, I just think Canto Bite is, it's a waste of time for how long we're there. Um, my other issues with it are just nitpicks with the dialogue, some of the, like, you know, the whole segment that, I, I don't like Benicio Del Toro on this. I think I think Benicio del Toro is always miscast when he's in a sci-fi movie. Guardians as well. I think he's a Benicio del Toro is one of our great actors, but I think he just um, he 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 just never feels fully integrated. He never he doesn't he doesn't seem like he's he, he's um, feels like Benicio del Toro just stepped into a weird role. And he never, he I never, feel like he, he's trying to be weird. Cause he he's never commits. Yeah, fiction. but he also doesn't commit to it enough, so it's not weird enough. Um, like I hated his, I, I almost feel like I'd like DJ more if he just did that stupid stutter. I don't know what, that was a weird choice for him to do. Yeah. And he doesn't do it a lot. There are times he just doesn't do it at all. It's very bizarre. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'm not crazy about that. I, um, again, some of the humor, like that whole segment where BB-8 uses the coins and he like blows on it. And, and then there's like, he's like, Gigi's like, yeah, man. He puts his hands up and stuff. It's, 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 like nitpicky stuff. Um, I also don't really care for the Holdo Poe storyline. I like how it starts. Um, I don't care for it that much. Um, um, but I love the Holdo's maneuver through the story store. Um, I think my big issue, though, uh, and it's a small, it's a, it's a, like, I don't know. I feel like I, I have more... Com- oh, oh, I'm missing a big one. Um, Flying Leia is... I don't mind the concept of the scene. In fact, I think it's a beautiful sentiment. I think it's so odd that that was shot after she died because there's such a feeling of, like, wow. Like, that's a really emotional moment to watch because mm-hmm. it's like, 
know she lives on, literally. Like, she yeah. lives on, and that's a, you know, some people really cried at that moment. My problem is um, the CG execution looks so goofy. Like, oh, the execution, sir. I hate that's that. Actually, like, that's actually and I almost feel like if the scene almost just cut with her opening her eyes, and maybe you just cut to her next and she's in the med thing, the med chamber, I would be like, got it. Like, she's still alive. I think I think it would have worked if it was um, what I always thought was was uh, if she held out her hand and you saw her open up her eyes, and then when you cut back to the inside of the ship and the people are like, people are like, she's still out there. Yeah, exactly. Like, that. Like, she, she's moving, and then yeah. they run up to the door and you see her hand up against the door. I thought that would have always been yeah, like, me too, pretty me good, too. pretty easy to signify. Yeah. Like, oh, crap, like... Because obviously she can't be swimming in space. Yeah, I just it's just that one shot, that CG tracking shot where she goes through. Oh, yeah, through it's not, yeah. It's and it's like, good. oof. It's just, it makes me cringe every time I watch I like, it. I like how she goes through Supreme Leader Snowship, but whatever. That's that is, that is, that's intentional, right? Yeah, that totally That's totally foreshadowing because she, it's, it's the exact space where he mm-hmm. gets cut. Uh, with the whole thing. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, no, I just, I hate that shot. It makes me like, ugh. It's also like, you can't fuck with me type deal. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, it goes right through but, it, like. Yeah, no, I get it. But that is that sh- that's just a cringy scene. It's I always I remember seeing that in theaters for the first time and literally looking at my dad like, can they do that? <laughs> I just don't like that scene. Um, and I think the other thing is, I love the Yoda scene. Like I love it, and I love it has my favorite line, maybe in the whole movie, which is "We are what they grow beyond." For that is the burden of masters. Which that's the one I've been throwing at people since day one. First of all, that line. I'm just thinking of that line compared to any line in The Rise of Skywalker or Force Awakens. And it's like... Yeah, it takes a dumpster fucking poop on them. But, like, just just the eloquence of that line, like, just the beauty of that line. Like, man, Abrams can't... can't Double entendre of, um... Uh, what the girl right does not already possess. Yes. I love that. That's great. See you uh, So I love that scene. Um, I hate the Yoda puppet. Yes, that's something I'm not. I, I can't even argue. I can't argue. I can't even. And I don't think people talk. What's so weird about Last Jedi was when I walked out of the movie and I had the problems I had. Half of them were the problems no one was talking about. Like everyone online was like, "Fucking Luke Skywalker's ruined," and I was like, "No, like we should be talking about the fact that that the Fiota puppet looks dumb." I also don't like when Poe says "big ass door," but as you see, all these things that seemed big to me at the time. I am nitpicking, <laughs> like, for the most part. I still think there's some structure issues. I still think it has it's too long, um, but for the most part, like most of my issues are nitpicky. But um, yeah, that Yoda puppet's wonky. Um, but no, I, I don't I don't know, man. The more I the more I think about this movie, the more the story just really resonates with me, and um, I love that it's a Star Wars movie that just looks forward. It doesn't look back. It doesn't glorify the past in fact it has a really interesting idea of what if the past wasn't so great and yeah man it's did you see knives out yeah oh you did oh i didn't know you saw did you like it no it was great right yeah i really liked it yeah my only thing with it um that popped up in my head during the movie i was really confused by the intro of the film by the way the end because i was like I was like, wait, was was I supposed to believe that like she like walked into his room and like oh. on purposely knocks over everything in reaction of his death? Yeah. Even though she knew, I was like, yeah, there's something. Like- yeah. Um. Also, that I thought the third act, I, I knew who it was by the time the third act was coming around, but 
Oh, okay. But that that I still thought it was really fun figuring it all. But out. it, but yeah, yeah you, you, he does a really good job of of making these character of making um just I want to say bring your expectations. He does, but he does, but in a he takes these ideas of of like he like he does knives out. He takes an idea of a murder mystery and kind of flips it around so that by the first fifteen minutes of the movie, you basically know who did it, who did it really. Mm-hmm. But there's more complicated than that. But you know the basic, like, s- scenario. He, um, specifically with The Last Jedi, I call The Last Jedi usually the deconstruction of Star Wars. Yeah. Because it takes Star Wars and it says, like, what if we don't have all this? Yeah. What, if, what if we don't, what if we take out the whole formula? We do just, we go in a completely different direction because that's not what Star Wars is. And that's why it's the most Star Wars feeling. It's got this, like, idea of anticipation of wait what like where where are we taking this yeah where's this going like the mystifying the foot how how in god's name that this man managed to mystify the force again if the prequels freaking butchered it yeah is beyond me i don't even know how it's even possible it's because he literally like took 500 steps back from what the force was in the prequels and made it this whole thing where it's weird it's Mm -hmm. complex even the characters don't get it <laughs> sometimes. Like, even Ray and Kylo don't get it. Ray and Kylo, like, Ray and Kylo don't even get it till up until the very end of Rise of Skywalker. They're just put in all these situations where they see each other and they, they don't know how to respond to it. They don't know what to do. And they're transporting shit over from each other. And neither one of them understands that Force ability. And it's like, it's like foreign to them and that's so crazy it's like these two people are powerful with the force mm-hmm. but yet this is something they just never like it's weird to them yeah let alone what it, how it feels on us yeah it's like even our old characters are don't fully understand the force that's exciting like that's what i was gonna say like knives out he sort of takes these elements and, and still honors them you know he still like he still loves murder mysteries you know like the classic idea but he, he still loves star wars but he flips it over and he kind of says well like you know, we like, like to me, he, my favorite Ryan Johnson quote about Ray's parentage, for example, is he said when, and I think it was in one of the behind the scenes featurettes, it's like when Luke Skywalker found out that Darth Vader was his father in Empire Strikes Back, it was the most, um, it was the most, uh, heartbreaking and horrible thing because now it gave this evil that he had been face, fighting a face. And it was no longer just this evil being. It was his father. You know, it was... He's, it's not an evil being who killed his father. It's literally his father. And that changes everything. It changes everything Luke thinks he stands for. And it's the biggest thing that ever could happen to him. With Rey, it's the exact opposite. It's like she wishes it was that easy. She wishes someone would tell her she's yeah. a father or dad. Because that's how Star Wars... Because that's what Star Wars has always been. But if this is the end of she the She wants story, to know her place in the story. Exactly. She doesn't have one. She's Exactly. It's, it's that great scene Kylo Ren says where you don't have no place in the story. You're nothing. You come from nothing, but not to me. Even you, you know, you come from nothing. You're nothing, but not to Which me. Which is like their sweetest moment in, in, the, in so, the trilogy. And then you hit... Them. I know, I know. I know that. <laughs> but what I was going to say is it's like... Um, it's like... That that's such an exciting thing. How to end the rise of Skywalker, the Skywalker saga? Because if this is the end of the Skywalker saga, then like that's what we're leading into. Then like we're witnessing a hero that 
isn't a Skywalker, and this story will end with her destroying everything that's been there before. Mm-hmm. You know, Ray is the biggest. You know, that's what this movie made me love Ray because it was like, who is she? And not in a way of like, I want to know her parents, I want her lineage, but like, why is the Force calling to her? Mm-hmm. You know, not because of any past or anything, but just because she has nothing. She's an orphan. She's she she grew up on this planet by herself to fend for herself. And yet the force is calling to her to be the most powerful being, and it, and that is, and it's and and it's and she wants to know why too, and it's not because of her lineage, it's because something about her. It's something about her 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 spirit. It's something about who she. And I don't even know what, how to fully explain it, and not in an annoying way like a Rise of Skywalker. I don't know how to explain it because the plot's dumb. Because Ryan Johnson is the mystery of Ray is what's so exciting to him, mm-hmm. and. And her having to figure out on her own, like, she's just yeah, she has by to, herself. She, yeah, she has to figure that. Yeah, she has to learn for herself why she... And, and she can't she can't fall in the crutch of of, of, of a bloodline until she does. Yeah. Um, I will comment a little bit about the Poe and Holdo uh, side plot. Yeah. Um, I think, actually, weirdly enough, uh, a lot of people get really... Um, up there on ass about the uh, Poe and Holdo side plot mm-hmm. by um, by talking about it as if it's this attack on manhood, which is really strange because with a <coughs> with a character like Poe, who's who I think Ryan Johnson heard. I honestly do have a theory that this would happen. I think when they both sat down, he he read them the Force Awakens script, and they both went through it. I have a feeling that Ryan Johnson heard about the character of Poe and was like, "This guy just sounds like like." like he would be so full of himself yeah like be such an ass yeah. he does not sound like he would be like there's not a lot of uh super oh yeah like pose the greatest guy ever type it, it's it's shoving him out there in force awakens as almost coming off as like a show off in yeah. a way and there's even scenes like where he's doing all the flips shooting down everybody like it, it, it i have a feeling ryan johnson rolled his eyes at all that shit yeah and was like i'm gonna take this character i'm gonna deconstruct him just like he does everything else at star yeah. wars and i'm gonna take him and I'm going to show what happens when somebody else is put in charge in a military situation, has to do things their own way, and what this character's reaction is. Because this is a guy who committed mutiny, for one thing. Right, and, he's mut- still, and he still can't believe someone else is yeah. taking over. Yeah, yeah he's so, he's like, so dude, offended by to, it. You need to understand that this is bigger than you. People say, why does Holdo just not say it? He would have just calmed down. Like That's because that's the fucking point. Yeah. You're supposed to learn a lesson. And your lesson's not just to blindly follow people. Keep on getting this like weird idea that your lesson's to blindly follow people. I'm like, no, your lesson is to not think that you're always right and have a huge fucking temper tantrum. Because this people keep on forgetting that during this movie, he like throws a yeah, he's like throwing around chairs. He's fucking yelling around. He's like, oh yeah, you're not only a coward, you are a traitor. Like all this shit. He's like calling her out for all this stuff, and he'd be going off on her, throwing everything all around the place, just acting aggressive as shit, and. And maybe a part of it in the end of the day is that he feels like, I mean, for the character that he is, maybe a part of it in the end of the day may be that he feels like as a hero he's being compromised. Maybe his manhood is being compromised or whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. There's a point made the moment that Holdo comes out where he's like, where he's like, wait, that's Holdo? Like that. That's yeah, 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 yeah. And it's pointing out that's like, this is a guy who he expects something out of a hero. He doesn't think this is a hero. This is a coward. Yeah. And he sees her that way. And I think she knows that. And I think the subtlety in the writing is that he's so aggressive, 
he's so like trying to be dominant over the situation like i'm right you're wrong Mm -hmm. and he doesn't see her as a hero just because of the way she looks or the way she presents herself and it's almost like she sees him as more than that and so she's testing him I, I love that. What my issue with is it in the, when you explain it, it's like that's yeah, that's great. Like she sees him just as like you're more than just a fly. Boy. Yeah, like I know you are, and I'm showing you that like you're gonna learn this. And I think I love too is that it makes. She also, even says at the very end she likes it ma- him. It also makes <laughs> it also shows a different sort of cockiness than Han, which is Han was very self centered and didn't care. Poe mask is self is very self centered, but he masks it in a form of. Patriot or, or yeah, heroic, 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 you know, yeah. but for my people, but it's like, no, it's still the same thing. You're still putting people at risk. Stop, you know, trying to prove a point, you know, stop mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get people hurt just to prove that you can do it. Um, she teaches a whole lesson to Poe because of it. I, and the fact that, the fact that I, I mean, I know we're going to go into it in just a minute or so, but, um, the fact that there's no mention of Holdo by Poe in the, in Rise of Skywalker just fucking bothers me yeah. because that whole side plot has to do with him learning a lesson from her. And it's like, are you really going to act like that? Like, that's not a thing. Like, really? I was like, and and it just convinces me more and more every fucking day that goes by that I just don't think J.J. Abrams understands Last Jedi. Like, I think he just sits there and he's just like, this is a film that just undoes my movie. Yeah. Like, I'm so upset. I'm like, dude, look at the bigger fucking picture, you dumb shit. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, look at the movie. I also, um... So I and I agree with like what I said. I agree with all. my issue with the Poe Poldo thing is more a concern of the fact that I wish the movie spent more time with them. Maybe less. I time. wish it maybe dived into it because because they, they only really have two scenes together. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, two two or three. Uh, but the uh, the final two come in the point of like near the end of their. But mm-hmm. all the time they're spending with Ray and Finn, I feel like there could have been or uh, no, sorry, Rose and Finn, they could have been doing more with. Could have switched along. I, I, I really like that. I do like that. I love that one dialogue they have when they first meet. When they're sort of like, she's kind of testing him, like, so stay out of my way. Fly away. And he's just so like, what the fuck is, you know, yeah, he's, he's so, so like pissed about it. But that's because he doesn't, he doesn't see her as like, she's not a leader. Like, yeah. She's not a leader. Yeah. I'm a leader. Yeah. Even though, even though literally in the last scene, and he's not even acting as disrespectful to Leia, and Leia fucking smacks him and demotes him. Yeah. And he's not even as disrespectful to her, and it's because he sees her as like, oh, that's Leia, I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do anything to yeah, Leia. Exactly. Like, but even then, he still shuts her off on the comms. And yeah, exactly. Which is a great scene. He's, I love he's, that like, part. he's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that was what I meant, too, and I immediately felt like there's more substance, because that, that moment happened when he shuts off Leia's voice. Yeah. And you heard an audience go, ooh. Like, it's like, it's like oh, characters are doing things that... Are gonna you know character defining are gonna lead are gonna, gonna lead into yeah, it's, yeah it's interesting throughout the story and it's that that whole entire thing it's just a story about it's their whole entire relationship is a story about not only pacifism but a story also about just what you see is not always the case like just because you want to get in your own headspace. You want to get in your own cockiness. It can be taken any way and just see something and be like, no, they're being cowards. Like, oh, she's getting ready to transport. It's like, oh, we're all going to die, like, type fucking deal. It's like, that's exactly why she shouldn't tell him that shit. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, oh, he's going to be like, oh, okay, doesn't learn a lesson, doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like, what would be the point of his whole fucking arc thing? He doesn't even have one. Yeah. And it's like, she she's literally showing that he means more than just as, like, cocky flyboy. Yes. That's it. And it's like, okay, and... And by doing so, I mean, frankly, it's kind of testing her fucking patience, too. Yeah. Um, I want to say, because I do want to get to Rise of Skywalker, um, but we 
um, can I just, oh yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, can I also just say that the last, like, the 20 minutes of this movie that spans from, um, that's fr- that spans from the crate battle all the way to Luke disappearing is, like, my favorite stuff in any Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah, ever. no, I, I, like I said, the final, I would say, even before that, to me, everything from, because I, because I still, I still, I really like the whole movie, but I have some issues, but to me, from the, the point where Ray and Kylo show up at Snoke's throne room to the end, to me, is perfect, is all perfect. So, so... So you would say that the first twenty minutes and like the last like forty five minutes yeah. are like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that in a lot of ways. Yeah. There's there's a I would say the first half hour actually. Because actually around the half hour mark is when Leia gets shot out the Yeah, they're like head to the sides, like, oh no. But everything else like I love that stuff. But no, um but I was we, we have but there's so much to that's just so cool about this movie, there's so much to talk about. There's like, so much to digest about this film unlike the other two. So much, like there's so much to talk about, and like there's so much interesting. And I always, I, even if I didn't, when I initially didn't even really like this movie first time, I kept, I was always drawn back to it. So many parallels between all the arcs too. Oh, yeah. I know you, I know you nut. love this movie. It just makes me nuts. You're currently like, like getting a boat. Dude, I, I literally get more excited off the conversation of talking and <coughs> seeing this movie than I do about episode Watching. nine. Yeah. And I've only seen episode nine one time. I know. And I feel like I've gotten everything out of it. Well, that's what we'll get. get into that later. But um, I was going to say, too, uh, we haven't touched on it, but I think Mark Hamill is incredible as Lucas in this in this movie. Um, and I think his dialogue and his whole idea of... And that's the element of the movie that's so great to me, is this idea of the pressure of being a legend, this, 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 this fear that you can never live up to to the heroic status and, and the fact that he projects himself to be what they need him to be, not what he can physically be, I think is so beautiful. Um, and also because what they would physically want him to be is is a fucking malicious, violent hero. Yeah. Which is also a parallel towards Poe's arc. Of that's the way people would see Poe in a situation. And it's like Poe wants to be that, and to not be that is actually what truly being a hero right, is. Right, right. Um, there's also the fact that, like, there are four different reasons in my mind to why, to why Luke is on that island, to why Luke is so depressed, and it leads all the way from, he's depressed at the Jedi, he considers the Jedi to be all failures, Mm -hmm. which is sort of true in his own right, but he, um, he talks about it almost as if he's putting, like, so much of the blame on them for everything he's, for everything they've taught, Mm -hmm. for how in Return of the Jedi, Obi-Wan wanted to kill his own father, all this stuff. I know he doesn't directly reference that, but that's just some random little tidbit. Yeah. Um, but then his second, his second biggest thing is that he always looks to the horizon, looks to the future. Hence, why he's about to kill Ben Solo to be trying to prevent the future and ends up causing it because of it. Yeah. And he doesn't even realize what's going on until he looks in the present and realizes, oh, I'm holding up a saber to my nephew. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much of that, and then finally, Yoda shows up and basically is like, "You are a fucking idiot." Yeah. And he's like, this is why you just need to accept the Jedi aren't necessarily wrong. You're fucking wrong. And you need to get past your own self, your own getting past the pressures of being a legend, getting past the looking looking on the horizon. You need, you need to look at your own flaws, realize what was wrong with you, and if you can learn from them, you can be what everybody needs you to be. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's great. It's great. It's great. Um, oh, God. Here we go. No, let me, let me also just say, too, um, I also think The Strangely is the only of... This is the only Star Wars movie to kind of... Res- 
uh, even even more than Rise of Skywalker, shocked me. I think this actually respects the prequels more. Last Jedi. Oh, I think it does too because it follows George Lucas's original plan and or, it, or his plan in general. Like I was reading this thing about that. You think about the Yoda's arc in all all three trilogies comes to a perfect end in Last Jedi, where he literally realizes I failed twice with trying to restart this Jedi Order with looking at Anakin Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, and now I'm going to say that it's time for we need to look past these books. We need to look past you know we need it's it's okay to it's okay to you know we the movie sort of finds a middle ground where it's like it's okay to have respect for the past because Ray does find actually gets the books um, before she leaves but since that you need to look forward mm-hmm. um, I think that's amazing um, and then or look to the present um, uh, yeah I think that's amazing um, the fact that the very fact that Luke references Darth Sidious I always thought was so cool to hear Luke oh, say yeah, Darth yeah. I was, that was so badass uh, but yes, no, I... Look at the zoom in on him, it like uh, runs the camera. That whole scene is so good. Talking. That whole scene with Ray. Everything, every scene with Ray in this movie is great. And that's actually, and like that, people say the humor isn't funny. That whole scene where he's like, that's the force. And he's like putting the thing in front of her yeah. hand. I love that scene. Oh, that scene's great. That's actually one of my favorite cases of humor in the movie. I love it. Um, I I really, I, I love this movie. It, it's my third favorite Star Wars movie. It's the movie that made me excited for these sequels. Um... Even with my complaints with it initially, I, I always found myself coming back to it. And it's a Star Wars movie. I always feel like I I get... I am eager to defend because I'm so into this movie. Can I start us off with, uh, with the uh, Rise of Skywalker uh, with a text my friend literally just sent me about the movie I find really funny. Um, Go for it. My friend just sent me a text saying... Uh, Star Wars fans are unimaginative and can't accept anything new or unrelated to pre-existing characters. <laughs> and <laughs> he just randomly sent me that. I don't know if he just saw the movie <laughs> or something, but he just sent me that out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, we could get into the plot of this one, which is so oh, can bonkers I do it? and convoluted. Can I do it? Yeah, go for it. So we have not mentioned the Emperor in any of these plots. Um, that's because he had no part, but, uh, Emperor Palpatine. But, um, that being said, Emperor Palpatine is back. He is, <laughs> he is, uh, survived, he is resurrected, he is kept alive by dark energy of the dark Sith Lord. Okay, after last Jedi, this looks like we're, like, idiots. Like, we went from, like, the story about, like, about, like, about, like citizen passive, passive, like, being a, like, being a pacifist in a war, and, and what is it about to, to be a hero, and now we're, like, uh, Darth Vader is back with the power of the death. <laughs> Pacifism is in war versus a thousand Star Destroyers with yeah, that Star so, technology. So Emperor Palpatine has been lurking in the shadows, and all those interesting things we had about The Last Jedi, all the ideas of, of what Kylo Ren has been going through. We didn't talk a lot about Kylo last Jedi, he's amazing, he's my favorite part of Last Jedi. Um, he, everything that Kylo's been going through has been uh, manipulated in some way by Palpatine, even the idea of Snoke was a, a clone built by Palpatine. Um, uh, the dead speak, as the opening crawl says. And um, Can I talk that, about the opening crawl as soon as you're done? Yeah, no, I'm going to keep, I'm gonna keep go going. Uh, while, while this is happening, Rey, and this is full spoilers, by the way, Rey um, is training as a Jedi with the mentorship of Leia. Um, and she apparently is just a full-blown Jedi now. There is no um, doubt of what she might be. There's no doubt how she might 
further the idea of the Jedi or if she's going to be something else. She is or a future that is beyond the Jedi. She's a Jedi now. She's a Jedi and she's able to, she's floating. She's, you know, doing all this crazy stuff. She's flipping around. Um, she's, uh, the projection between her and Kylo is still strong. They still see each other. Uh, there's a connection between there. That's still the most fascinating part of the whole movie. Meanwhile, uh, Finn and Poe are kind of there. Um, <laughs> That's what I kind of expected, though. You remember my theory? Kind of expected, yeah, yeah. That they were just weren't I will say I like Poe in this movie a lot. I'm surprised how good they did, actually, Poe. I'm surprised yeah, Poe po is though. the best part of the movie. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, and, yeah, Kylo Ren is with the Knights of Ren now, although they are basically just glorified stormtroopers, um, which yeah. are, with the whole thing with the Knights of Ren is that Kylo Ren is named Kylo Ren because he was the uh, leader of the Knights of Ren, which we got a hint of in Force Awakens. We always, ooh, what are the Knights of Ren? What are the Knights of Ren going to be? And they are basically just... They just stand around. They just stand around and they're... There's literally a shot of them in the desert just standing. They just stand there. They don't even do anything. That's it. They just they just stand there. I guess they're looking. I kind of laughed every time I saw the second time. Every time they walked on screen, because they just they would just go to a planet. And the nice room would just be there. It'd be like awkward shot of them looking around. <laughs> yeah, they feel really out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. They haven't been shown off since till the third movie. Yeah. Um. And so it all culminates in the fact that um, Ray, our character who was a nobody, uh, is actually the granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine. Um, her father was a illegitimate, as illegitimate as if any Palpatine the power, baby would be illegitimate. It was the uh, daughter of a son of Palpatine that we. I'm assuming he had when he was when he was emperor. Maybe he fucked a secretary or so something. You don't think the emperor has consensual sex? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go that far, but I, I'm gonna say that he probably fucked a secretary, and she, and she. Um, so horrible. She got pregnant. <laughs> And the kid, that's whatever. I don't, I don't God care. Damn. Um, and then, uh, how did we get here? Like, <laughs> no, I'm really, not done. Palpatine's okay. plan is that he wants to oh, no. <laughs> tell Kylo Ren he could be the emperor if if he helps him um, kill Rey, so that he can put her power into a new use her as a new body vessel. Um, to but then he can do that anyway if she kills him. Yeah, and then why not? Why, did, the, why didn't you just like Kylo kill him? I'm not done. I'm not done. But the whole point is that oh uh, this is being. But uh, Kylo, he's helping Kylo with a big army of uh, star destroyers <laughs> that have planet killing weapons. <laughs> Each of them have planet killing weapons, and Kylo, who has spent the whole past movie going let the past die, and the opening scene of this movie goes okay. <laughs> Sure, Palpatine. You know what's funny? He's like, you just say that. I was just thinking. I was like, why didn't he? Why didn't he just have Kylo kill him? And then who were piloting those star destroyers? They, they were just underground. You, know, you start seeing like Sith troopers running around, and I'm like, wait, where? When did those? I was like, what, when were they all hiding underground? Were all these guys like? Wait, did they build them underground? <laughs> they build because he lifts his hand up, and they all come up. Which, first of all, if he's at his weakest power currently. How the fuck is he able to just lift a billion? Okay, I think that's kind of funny, though. <laughs> it's, it's really goofy. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about the word crawl. I, I That word crawl bothered me so fucking much. I literally cannot, like, express yeah. how... like I Right off from the bat, I was like, Oh, Star Wars, the logo! Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it! And then it says, the dead speak. I was like, alright, that's a little bit weird, but okay. And then it continues with... Emperor Palpatine sent out a broadcast <laughs> yeah. to everyone. Well, he warning. didn't play Fortnite. Did you, you play Fortnite? Did you hear, did you hear the? Oh heard, yeah, you did, hear the broadcast. Did you hear it? Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. I just heard it the yeah. other day. Um, but he sends out a broadcast, letting them know he's alive, mm -hmm. which is really dumb. That's already like semi-applaudable within the first like 
not even the movie. Yeah. But um, and then they kind of go already against everything Kylo Ren is within the first like two seconds because mm-hmm. I've never once considered Kylo Ren, especially at the end of the last day, to be power hungry man. I, I, I've always considered him just to be, he's a person doing, he's using his resources to do his objective. Yeah. I almost thought, like, once he was done, like, destroying everything, he would almost just be like, ah, fuck it, I don't care, fuck yeah. all this. And, like, just kind of walk away. And, um, but no, there, it's like, it, the very final line is, Kylo Ren is in search of the, of the late Emperor Palpatine to, to destroy any threat to his power. Oh, yeah. Can I also say, though, sorry, this is a fanboy thing. Yeah. Um, the last line of the crawl was Kylo Ren um, search, uh, continues his search or something like that for the his search for the Phantom Emperor. Yeah. To the three and threat of his power, and I said they should have fucking called him the Phantom Menace because he yeah. is the Phantom Menace. I mean, yeah, they could. That would have been a great callback. Sorry. Yeah, and right off the bat, you could have been like, "Oh, this is actually going connected to the prequels." I was, I was like, like "That's awesome!" Phantom, Coming like, full circle. That's cool. Phantom Menace. That would be cool. But, but no, like, they, well, that's one big thing too is that this movie, for some reason, feels the need to be as outrageous as a prequel movie. Actually, I would I would go as far to say way more outrageous than a prequel movie in terms of its plot, with its thousands of star destroyers with well, fucking Death Star technology. It's just so disconnected from the first, the other two, like. It disconnects itself immediately when you're like Palpatine is in charge of the, and, and and the fact that there's no build up to Palpatine, the fact that he's the first scene. I was even thinking, you know, like could we at least build up some mystery? Maybe we didn't see Palpatine in the in the promotional materials, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe we and maybe we don't see him in the very first scene of this movie. Maybe we kind of wait and we know Kylo Ren is something is happening, you know, even yes, it's dumb that Kylo Ren would have would want power, sure. But there is this sort of underlying thing that there's there's this call of the dark side. What is it? And I almost felt what I thought the movie was going to be. Kylo and Rey both feel this tinge that there's something out there, and they both go looking for it, both mm-hmm. with the intent of destroying it. And then it's that that build puts them together. And because Palpatine, you know, if they're both about destroying the past for different reasons, you know what I mean, um, or both about moving forward. Palpatine represents everything. It's not that, you know, because he is the past. And I feel like that would have been a good way of Palpatine. And then, but don't show him the first scene. Don't use the promotional materials. Really, like, build that up. Because, like, they really could... And it's so awkward because they show him the first scene and then he's not there till the very end. It's yeah. It's really weird. Um, yeah. Um, they they do a thing where, like, they, they constantly... They do, like, some line references to the prequels and they have a lot of, like, the prequel action type scenes. Yeah. But they don't ever connect to them which is very strange to me because i was like wait are you trying are you trying to say that like oh we'll just give you some prequel fans they're like they're like the people who love the prequels and hate last year like okay well let's just uh, because abrams clearly doesn't like the prequels so he's like okay well let's just uh let's just add a couple things to make them shut up palpatine let's have him say the line where he goes you know mace windu talk yeah i have a couple of the prequel jedi talk let's have him say you know the dark side is a pathway to many abilities something yeah Natural. And he goes, oh, and let's have them flip around because that's what they like. So that's that's how they kind of did it, and but they don't they don't connect them in any interesting way. Because the thing is, I don't love the prequels either, but I like the idea that if this is all connected, yeah, start reference all the things, man. Like get get in there. Yeah, get in there and try and intertwine everything all together. Um, can I can I say something yeah. first though? Because um, we're about to do a lot of shitting on this movie. Um, I will say my initial reaction to this film is very different than yours. It was really excitement. Um, I was very, I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. 
my the reviews of this movie were pretty bad. They were in the fifties, and that's low for a Star Wars movie. Um, and fifty percent on Tomatoes, and I was sort of my lower my expectations were very lowered. I was really bummed out to find out it wasn't that great. So I went into this with very low expectations, just kind of went in there going, okay, it's gonna be a Star Wars movie, whatever, and I'll have fun, and but it's gonna be a disappointment. And I think I was so my expectations were so low that I so low so low that so I low. Uh, so a Star Wars story. Um, that I found out, I found myself enjoying it a lot more. Um, I think there's a lot of fun stuff in this movie. I think it is, I compared it to a Saturday morning cartoon version of Star Wars, where, you know, it's it's way more about um, kind of a crazy plot. It feels like an episode of Clone Wars. That's <laughs> kind of just like a decent episode of Clone Wars that's thrown into the end of this trilogy yeah. for no reason. Um, but I like, there's things, as a Star Wars fan, I liked a lot. I liked the, I liked the Palpatine stuff. I like, even as weird as it is, I think there's some really, I think visually this movie is really cool. There's some really interesting visuals. There's some really interesting, um, I know you're shifting in your chair because you're like, <laughs> trying I'm getting to... uncomfortable. I'm like, ah, oh, gosh. Oh, no. Oh, uh, oh, I like, I liked seeing, I like, you know, I like seeing Lando. I like, see, I mean, it's a Star Wars, at the end of the day, I love every Star Wars movie, even the awful ones, um, and this is no exception. But I will say, upon my rewatch of it, I'm not seeing it again. I usually would see a Star Wars movie back to back to back multiple times. I won't be seeing this one again till the 30th when I see it with my girlfriend um, because I want her to see it and I want to see it, you know. I don't know if I will see it anytime before then and I don't know if I plan to see it anytime afterwards because when I watched it a second time, what really struck me was not the plot holes and stuff because that's the stuff I already knew about and the stuff that I've been reading about the whole day after I'd seen it, but it was more the fact that I got everything I wanted, I, everything I needed out of this movie after a first viewing, and it was very basic, it was very generic, and it reminded me of a Marvel movie. And it didn't feel like there was any deeper meaning, any deeper subtext. The whole movie is very base level, and it felt like I was watching it, I was like, I'm not getting anything out of this the second time. It's because nobody gave a fuck. It's true. Literally, I... I it feels very cobbled together. Can we... Let's just... Let's just... Because there's so much fucking shit in this movie, dear God. I know. Let's just talk about... Let's get out each character and just talk about them. And it'll probably... It'll probably connect us to different scenes and be like, oh, yeah, I remember this and that scene. I like that or something like that. Because it's kind of hard just to talk about this whole entire movie as a whole because all it is is just MacGuffin after MacGuffin after MacGuffin after MacGuffin yes. all the way up to a leading end. Yes. And so how about we just tap into characters Okay. be like, oh what about that one what did you think about that one and then we go kind of go back and forth and it might reference us into certain scenes and okay. be like oh I like this I like this so who would you like to start us off with Josh that we can go back and forth with Ray okay do I'll say I'll, I will, we'll ask this and go kind of back and forth about this do you think they did Ray dirty in this movie yes and no um I think in terms of performance and in terms of Ray's importance to the story, to the saga, um, they, they, she's still intact. Um, it's still her movie. It's not that Luke Skywalker came back to life and he just, you know, and I like, I even like that moment as cheesy as it is when, um, Palpatine calls her nothing but a scavenger girl who, you know, all this stuff, because it's basically like, She's fighting the comment section on Reddit, you yeah. know? It's like, she's still important, and she stands up for herself, and she's still the strong hero of the story. 
And I think Daisy Ridley is as good as ever. I mean, I think she's always been a great. Uh-huh. I think she's. I think she's actually. I think her performances have gotten better and better. Um, although Last Jedi is the. Scene. I think Last Jedi. Everybody. Last Jedi. Is, well, because she has that scene with Kylo that is like pure. When they were talking in the throne room, that's amazing. Um, but I, I don't think they did her dirty in that sense. I think they did her dirty in terms of her um, her uniqueness. Um, Ray is no longer unique. Well, yeah, no, she's just granddaughter. She's unique in the sense that she's the only main character that isn't a Skywalker. But she's not unique in the sense that she is her own person um, uh-huh. anymore because she's um, she is uh, a Palpatine. So. So, like, that completely kind of shatters the whole theme that we were even talking about. Yeah, and it, it, it makes her, it just makes her, it, it's like Star Wars is a, it's not, it's like now Star Wars is just hits checkboxes, or like, it's like. I described it as they went on a Reddit, for, a Reddit forum and they printed out a page from it and sure. threw it on a whiteboard. Well, they, exactly, but it, Star Wars is now, you know, everyone has to be related to somebody, every main character has to be related to someone, and this one is like. Ray, who was exciting because we didn't, we wouldn't know who, and now it's like, oh, she's a Palpatine. It's like okay, and she's not even cleverly a Palpatine. Like I was, I actually, Mark. Oh the, gosh, my theory was that we talked about this before the movie came out. That I actually thought if they were going to retcon the whole, their parents were nobodies, they were going to make her a Palpatine because why would they bring back the Emperor? But my theory was they were going to do it in the sense that, in an interesting way, that would connect to Episode One, which is that. Um, she's a virgins of the force. She yeah, a, you know, because as the, as okay, goofy as that would be, at least it would connect. Influence it. the midi chlorians right. to create as goofy life. as it would be, and it would have to be mentioned midi chlorians. At least it would connect the Phantom Menace. Uh, and I always said, well, you could also even connect it to the original drafts of Revenge of the Sith, where Emperor created Anakin. Exactly. Well, I was that's why, like, yeah, that's why I liked it, and I also liked, and I also felt too that like um, it it could still, in its own bullshit way, could kind of connect to the fact that she's a nobody. Oh, no. Because her yeah. parent, her mom could still be a nobody. Her mom could still be kind of a a, a, a filthy junk trader. Yeah. But she just happens to her father happens to be the Force. Yeah. And manipulated by Palpatine. So there's a more interesting if they went to the Palpatine route, they more interesting way of doing it. And also too, it it's it's a weird addition too because um, there's this great article I'm gonna send it to you on Nerdist. Who I would think Nerdist is like the dorky ones, but they actually gave some really—they really were harsh on the Red Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But they had a great list of a hundred questions we still have <laughs> after the Rise of Skywalker. The movie that was supposed to answer everything, yeah. and one of the things like number in the mid fifties or something was just like, why is Ray a Palpatine? Like, no, seriously, not because of like the father thing, but also just because of like it doesn't change the movie at all. Her being a Palpatine. Oh no, it doesn't. It doesn't like literally the whole her whole character. It, the fact that she's a Palpatine changes nothing, because she could still beat the Emperor. And we talked about that too. If this whole movie is about standing up, any anyone can defeat the Emperor, no matter your background. You know, it's like but then you, you have to be a Palpatine. You still have to be a Palpatine. So. Yeah, but it's like it's like the movie's trying to say like I like the idea that like they're saying your upbringing doesn't necessarily dictate your future, but that's been done before, or your blood doesn't necessarily dictate your future. Um, how about, uh, okay, let's also talk about this, because I think this is worth noting, even for people who don't pay attention to the internet about it, anything, how fucking obvious it is that she's a Palpatine. They they have that one other scene where she electrocutes the sky, and then it's like, 
Like, you really expect people to still be like, huh, I wonder how that's related. I literally, like, I literally, yeah, no, it's not. I literally lean, I... It's like Palpatine's in the fucking movie. Nobody else... The second Palpatine, we see Palpatine in the early opening of the movie. The it's like, she, it's like, because he mentions the girl, he's like, he's like, there's more about her, or something like that. Well, and then there's an awkward like, close with him where he smiles. And then it cuts, and it's like, really, like... Well, I know, I know. know. Well, that's what cracked me up, too, is that... Actually, that's a scene I do like a lot, is that scene where they're grabbing the transport... And they're both pulling on it. It's cool. I, I do really love... It's a weird thing to love, but I love the... Um, because there's, honestly, I, this guy, I hate a lot about this movie, but um, I love the sound of the lightning when it comes out of her hand. Yeah. It's so fucking loud. And it's just... Well, I love that scene. I, that whole scene's great. Like, I, lo- I just love... Her, I love that shot where Kylo is in the distance and they both look at each other and they're both just... I just... I don't know. I mean, I... And her acting yelling Chewie is so good. I know. Just uh, her and Kylo. Anytime her and Kylo are on screen, no matter what, it's like... How about if Kylo's whole airship fucking exploded and then he just walks like... I know. It's kind of funny. He has like, nothing they, on They show like a, a... Make a big deal of him, his thing falling apart and then goes... <laughs> and he yeah. still walks out. But anyway... Um, I was like, oh shit, is she gonna run and go help him? And then nah, he just walks out. Yeah. There's no... But, I, but they're grabbing it and... Um, I like that scene a lot, genuinely. And even the yeah, the lightning comes out. But I, I literally leaned over to my dad at that point, and I said, she's a Palpatine. I literally, like, I went, Palpatine, my dad goes, definitely. And it was like, I think the whole audience, like, yeah, we get it. So the fact that it was like, when... It's Kyle, not a reveal. It's not a reveal. We all, like, we, duh. Like, you would not make a big deal for having fucking force It's lightning. hilarious. I, I find the reveal to be laughable, how it's like, Kylo Ren going through the lineage. He's like... Uh, he's like, uh, like it's. And why is he re-explaining his own? That was one that was really weird to me because he's like this. He's like, he's like, my mother was Leia, my father was Han Solo, and I am their son. And then he goes and he's like, he's like, then the Emperor had a had a had a son, and you are their grandfather. Well, that that's not how it goes. He says, but he a, does explain his own lineage. Well, as no, well as hers. the only reason he does that is he says, because um, I do like this dialogue, this dialogue, because he says. Uh, you, um, he goes, Palpatine was your grandfather. He goes, and he's, all oh, this is what he says. He says, my, fa-, he goes, my mother was, he goes, my mother was, uh, the daughter of, um, what's he say? My mother was the daughter of Anakin Skywalker. Your father was the son of Palpatine. He goes, that makes us a dyad in the Force Ray. He doesn't mention his father. He doesn't like go through his oh, life. Okay. He's just, but he mentions the fact. I still think. Yeah, no, I get. But I, I like that line. I like the idea. Like we're dead. This is Palpatine. No, I know. Palpatine, <laughs> Ray. Yeah, I, I, I'll say this um, because I think they did do Ray dirty, but it's besides the point. Um, I think that the stuff that's good with Ray, stuff I love, is the um, the first two confrontations with her and Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's Kylo Ren. Like he's like he's like I know where you belong and all this and all this stuff because that's. That to me is Ray still with her, with herself wanting to know where she is, wanting to know what, what part she can play in all this. And it's like Kylo Ren's like, like it's kind of like where we left off in the last day. Like Kylo Ren's like offering that, like I know where I know where where you are inside the story. Like I know where you belong. I like that whole scene where Ray and him fight in his. They have the force projection. Yeah, fight. Vader and, helmet I, in the back. Just yeah. the filmmaking of like I like the idea of whenever they pass by the camera, it changes. It changes. The locations. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I will say. It didn't bug me more the first time, but the second time it really bugged me. And it's something you brought up, but I never thought about. Um, and then I watched the second time, I was like, oh my god, that's really dumb. Not only does Luke and Leia know about Rey's parentage, apparently, it's implied at one point that Rey knows, and that she's hiding it. 
Yeah, because he's like you, you. You know more about you, your what family. you're saying, what you're thinking. He's like, I don't want. To, I don't want. It's like it's because she's the one that says they were nobody, and so it's like, oh, we have to. I, I don't fucking know. Now, if that's the case, that's horrible. Like that, because like right, Luke and Leia knowing it is dumb, but the fact that our own protagonist knows she's a Palpatine and she's been hiding it, and that's something that we're like. I want. I, I'm hoping. That he's only he she's only been realizing it. I'm hoping my my theory was that that part where um she touches Vader's he touches Vader's mask mm. and she hits her with stuff. That's when she figured it out, or it started. She had a hint of it in her head. I'm really hoping that that Abrams is not expecting us to believe that Ray knew from Force Awakens. I really hope that's not what. There's one other thing with Ray I want to talk about. Um, besides him, we'll get to the ending part with Ray also. Is that uh, I, I'm really not. I feel like it's so shoehorned in. I really am not a fan of the aspect of like Ray going to like Octu and all this stuff. For one thing, it completely is ignoring the aspect of like, well, did, did what did did she think that Luke was right to go there? No, I thought that was like the whole fucking point. And then Luke at the very end knows that he was wrong. Well, no, that didn't bother me because I felt like it was just more like... She just kind of flies there and then she's just like, oh, I'm doing what you did because this was the right thing. Well, no, she said she said because she's like, I failed too. Like, it's more like a, a moment of downbeat. Like, what's the point? And I, I get it, but I, I don't I don't think that's... I don't think it's a... But I, I still kind of feel like it's... The whole point of the whole point of Luke and Ray in that last movie is that Ray knows he was wrong, and then Luke learns he was wrong. Luke saves the day, and I'm like, if she had heard about that, especially because she's like, oh, he died with peace and purpose and all this stuff, I feel like it'd be kind of obvious that like even if you fail, you still need to like push forward. And I get maybe she's in like a place of like doubt, but it feels so rushed for one thing. It's out it does, of, it does, it's it does out of feel, nowhere. When, when she, she just like runs away during the old Death Star fight. Yeah, when she, she goes, goes immediately, immediately goes to the Octo, I was kind of like, oh, that's weird. But I, I, it does that doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, because I, you know, I mean, I get it. I, I they wanted to have their Luke Ray scene again. Um, I was like, is Luke like preserved to just being on this island? <laughs> Do Force Ghosts grow hair? Because Luke's hair. Looked like fucking David Lee Roth, man. Like I don't oh, know what, like, I don't know why. <laughs> like his hair was way too long. It really bugged me. <laughs> um, and then we can get over to. Uh, well, let's get, get to another character then. Like let's... okay, well, you want to talk about Kylo then? So maybe we can build up to the. I think we talked about Kylo. Okay, well then we want to talk about their ending then for both of them, and then move on to somebody else. Sure. Because, yeah, that'll be good, because there's not a lot to talk about with anyone else. It's really their movie. Um, yeah, we can talk about a couple of the secondary characters, and we can talk about the Emperor, shit like that. Uh, yeah, I I've, I, I kind of just hate... Uh, I'm trying, I, don't want to, I don't know if hate's too strong of a word. I'm trying to think. Can, can I, I say my opinion? Cause yeah, I, yeah, yeah, go for it. Great for him. Um, I like the idea of some of the stuff with Ray and Kylo. Again, it's execution. Um... I like the, I, I, I mean, the thing about it is that Kylo Ren being redeemed was such a big thing. Like, it was something we all were so excited about. Or not even so excited about, but we were something so, so debated, like, what's this gonna, what's it gonna look like? Like, what's it gonna be? And yet, when I watched it, it felt just the most, like, basic thing. Like, it didn't feel, there was no sense of, like, oh my god, this is crazy. It was just, because the movie doesn't surprise you, it just sort of, like, you know where it's gonna go every beat. And, um... 
I like the whole scene where Ray and Kylo fight together and she gives him the lightsaber, but he gets, Kylo kind of gets his ass kicked immediately after he <laughs> joins her to help. Oh, yeah. And he's just gone for the whole fight and Ray does it by herself. It would have made so much more sense if Kylo was the one to kill Palpatine because he wouldn't have wanted him to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, could, but they wanted to do a, a granddaughter versus grandfather. Yeah, and I, and I get it. It's a, it's a fun scene. I mean, I like that part. I like I do. I mean, it's cheesy, but I do like the whole the, all the Sith live in me, all the Jedi live in me, and she, I like that part. Um, I uh, but I, I I didn't hate. I, I didn't. I was still on board with everything they were doing with Ray and Kylo, even if I thought the execution was shoddy. Until one, the fact that he resurrects her with the Force, um, which is lame and it kills her which is like it's it was it kills him which is like fine but to me it's like once you introduce resurrection or healing of that cape of that extent. and now that they can just both do it yeah like they like, can just do it it's why like, didn't like in the prequels why didn't just everybody do that if they're well, all someone, like, said, someone said online it was pretty funny like why didn't they just they like, help they could just if they just kept making out they could have been kept alive because they would have just been passing each other life force back and forth um and then, uh, to me, that kiss is just uh, very unearned. Well, I thought about it. I could officially say I hate the way they end both of them. Okay. Because going off from what you were saying, I like a couple of um, tiny little things, but it has nothing to do with their characters. Yeah, that's that true. I like. It's all like, Visuals oh, and... she hands him the lightsaber. Yeah. His fight with the Knights of Ren is like, all right, whatever, cool. He kills yeah. them all. Uh, her beating the Emperor or whatever the fuck. Uh, her having her little eyes shut and fucking, you know, all the Jedi talking to her. Mm -hmm. um, all that stuff's cool in concept, and I like it, but it does not tie into anything uh, with their arcs. And on top of that, their arcs are completely almost dropped dead. Um, I, I kind of hate, honest to God, the way a, a lot of the characters are treated. I think Rey whose whole entire point of her arc, and I get I kind of was supposed to know, she was supposed to be a nobody, but we talked about how that could have been executed way better mm. by her being created and by her not having to be actually legit related to yeah. him. Yeah, Um, And the fact that they did it like that just, to me, ruins her character in a lot of ways. Ruins what she was supposed to be for this whole trilogy. And and he could say, well, well we... We were originally going to use Snoke, but we kind of put in a template for uh, Emperor instead. I'm like, yeah, you're going to tell me she was related to Snoke. Fuck off. Like, I know for yeah. a fact that was not the fucking plan. Yeah. And going off from that, it, it's Kylo Ren. Uh, I, I wanted him to sacrifice himself for Rey, which he does do. But I cannot emphasize enough how I actually thought it was funny. When, like, and the fact that I think it's funny when they kiss and he just immediately falls over. Yeah. It's... It's horribly. Keep executed. talking. I'm going to show you a meme that I found okay. about that. Um, the the fact that Ray is still not a nobody. She's a Palpatine. Kills the Emperor. I think that goes entirely against the point of her character. But whatever. Fuck it. Uh, their kiss is based around an abusive relationship, which I find, honest to God, to be the most fucked up part about the entire fucking movie. Um, I think that the relationship is abusive. Mm -hmm. I've been a hundred percent on board with that. Yeah, you see for for especially Force Awakens and this one, there's just scenes where I almost feel, if you watch this as a trilogy, I almost feel uncomfortable watching certain scenes, because I'm like, wait, they like they kiss at the end of all of this, like at the end of everything that happens, like they kiss, like really, mm -hmm. like they both like what, like they like love each other or some shit, like what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I'm like, how? 
because it's almost uncomfortable to watch, especially. I know Force Awakens is the start of it, but watching stuff like him, like, going in, like, the depths of her head and shit, and, like, watching stuff out of even Rise of the Skywalker with him, like, telling her, like, oh, you're all, you're going to this place, and you're gonna go with me, and if you don't, then I'm gonna kill you and all this shit. It's, I'm like, really? They kiss after all this is done? Yeah. And to me, that takes both their arcs, throws it in a fucking dumpster fire, as well as her being a Palpatine, not being a nobody... And as well as Kylo Ren being tossed to the side for the last final ten minutes of the fucking yeah. fight, just for him to die in a laughable fucking way. Mm-hmm. And some people have said they like they they thought the they thought the Ray dying would have worked better. And oh god damn, I disagree with that so much. It's unbelievable. Wait, what was it again, sir? Some people have said that they think that Ray dying would have worked better. No. And I a hundred percent disagree with that because Ray is the heart of the trilogy. Well, that was my worry when she was. I was like, are there? They're no, I, 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 t- I said to myself in my child, I was like, they, she's not dead. I was like, if they killed off the heart of this trilogy, like, that is like, that is like the youth of this trilogy. Yeah. Like, like the kid-friendly youth, the excitement, all that stuff yeah. in her, and if they killed her, I would be like, nah, fuck you. Like, yeah. I'm done. The fact that they killed off Kylo Ren works, but you want to know what they executed horribly, so it's laughable. Yeah. So I just think everybody's arcs is tossed in a fucking dumpster fire within this last ten minutes of them. Mm-hmm. And... I hated it. Sorry, I'm paying attention. I'm just no, I, I just I, I hated that so much, beyond belief. Actually, I was fucking annoyed. The fact that I get through this whole fucking trilogy, you finally kill off the character that was one of the most interesting characters in the entire trilogy, and you do it in a way where I can't even feel even remotely emotionally invested in what's yeah. going on. And the fact that this is the ninth movie and I can't feel emotionally invested at all, it's the final one. I'm like, dude, half this shit's like handed to you on a plate to make something emotional out of. Yeah. And I was like, and you really can't do it? And that <coughs> emphasizes to me how little nobody gave a fuck. Uh, I agree. And on top of that, can we talk about that? I'll find the meme later. With the, with the with the Han Solo meeting up with Kylo Ren, which is fine scene, it's fine. Yeah. But, like, was was that... Is, I st- like, that's still, like, none of that shit makes any sense to me. And I'm like, some people are like, oh, Leia, lo- Leia died using the last of her force to reach out to Kylo Ren. I'm like, but that's been established. It's not fucking hard. Like, anybody can do that. Yeah. It's not hard to do. And it wasn't like it was established early on that she was weak. Some people have said she projects the memory of Han. And I'm like, yeah, but that's, like, not implied at that's all. That's even dumber than the fact that if it was just his memory... Yeah, and I and I just don't get it, and I'm like, so is that why? So people are like, that's why she died. Cause she had to use a lot of force to be able to do that, be able to reach out to him in that way. And I'm like, well, for one thing, why wouldn't she reach out with herself? And because, because she's fucking dead. No offense, yeah. but uh, and then two, if she's just connecting to him, like just trying to reach out to him, like she shouldn't be fucking dying. And people are like, oh, maybe when Ray stabs her, she dies. I'm like, yeah, but why is she like laying down as if like something like. She's just dying, and I'm just like, what? I don't, I, like, none of it made any fucking sense to me. And on top of that, it's shoehorned in in the midst of a battle, which really frustrated me. Yeah. I was like, how are you going to insert a Carrie Fisher who has passed away? Yeah. Her death of Princess Leia in the middle of a fucking fight. And it, it just cuts to it. And it's like her laying down, and I get R2 there, that's cute, whatever. They should, I, 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 you know, it's I. It's so I, disjointed. It's very disjointed. It, feel, it feels like. Yeah, it's just an, it's an awkward place to have that scene, too. 
Uh, that's why I mean by that's why I mean every single time I say like this movie moves as fast as lightning, and then the moment it slows down for thirty seconds, it's like they hold a gun to your head. Yeah, saying, it's like, true. Yo, it's you better true. cry. My thing, it's fine. I didn't, I didn't hate the Leia stuff, um, and that or that scene as much. I don't like it, but um, I there's a part of me upon the rewatch where second time I watched it, and I looked, I was looking more for the Leia stuff, which I still think is okay. But it still feels very much like they just had a, not a lot of footage and they built what they could around it and they just killed her off. It makes it so awkward to me and I'm like, I said, I remember thinking that I think they should, I think people would have hated this, but I think it would have been for the better. Is that if this was a, if this was a period, if there was a gap in the story, because it's like a year after Last Jedi, they should have, they really should have, I think they should have killed her off off screen. I would have preferred that over what we got at this That's point. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, I don't like that idea, but I respect the, like, I know what they're attempting to do, but, like, I think it would just make things easier if it was, like, she's not. Especially with how sloppy this fucking movie is already. And I think that, I, I told my friend, I was like, at this point, I would have preferred freaking Ray run up to say, like, goodbye to Leia. And by the time she walks out, Rose is like, oh, She's she's out looking for fucking the spark. Yeah, hope exactly. Or yeah, I prefer fine. that. Or she's over, gone on a mission. Yeah, I prefer that over. Oh, uh, she just lays down in the midst of a fucking Kylo Ren and Ray fight, and then she just dies. And I'm just sitting there like. I do like R 2s The R 2s there with her though, and I like Chewie's reaction. That's the thing though. Is I just like moments. This movie. There's just oh. moments. It's not. It's not a great movie. So we don't really care too much. Uh, oh, can I also ask though? What did you think of the? Because I liked it. What did you think of the lightsaber duel on the Death Star? It was fun. I like that fight. Fun. I thought it was hilarious though seeing them fly around. Oh yeah, that was yeah, yeah that's, but we knew that was gonna. There's just parts where like they're like slowly flying. To well, the there's air. a part where like funny. uh yeah, Finn, Finn looks over the water to see Kylo Ren jumping and his like cape <laughs> no, is like out. And did you notice too that when Kylo became redeemed, he didn't have any lines? What do you From mean? The second he throws that lightsaber into the water, to the rest of the movie, he doesn't have any dialogue. That's see that's see that's just more shit. Except I don't like he jumps and he goes, Ow I hate dude, I like, I'm not I'm not joking, I fucking hate this goddamn movie. <laughs> like there's there's not really a lot I fucking I've not seen you hate a movie much like this much in a long time. That's probably because I walked into it like, okay, this is gonna be dumb fun. I couldn't even get that. I was just like, Alright, so I just got a fucking bland ass I'll tell you, I'll corporate tell you movie. I'll tell you something funny though is and, and again talking about expectations, I was like, okay, it'll be fine. It's a Star Wars movie, fun. And then I had my phone on, and the first thing I saw, last thing I saw for a time, the, the my phone off was, this is the worst Star Wars movie ever made. And it was from, I was like, oh no. And then, <laughs> and then right as I turned my phone, and I was like, oh no. So I think that was in my brain. I was like, this isn't the worst Star Wars movie ever made, but it's the third worst Star Wars movie ever made. To me, it's the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like I. I don't know if I like this more than this or Solo more. That's a that's a problem. I, well, this is this is the issue is that with this movie I have like four moments I like. It in the fact that there's like four moments I enjoy. There's uh, some of the Emperor stuff I like just because it's goofy. I do like that's that it, it sort of leans into horror iconography. There's a bit of a horror movie. Well, in there it. there is a little bit, especially with that beginning. And I, I think Abrams is a big horror movie guy, like '80s horror, and there's a real sense of like zombie Palpatine that I liked 
Oh, like his eyes behind the back. And I know people. Is. I know people. Like, I know. Wait. I know. We could argue who the hell are those people. To me, they're just religious zealots. But all the people who are in the it's a cult, the yeah. cult, sure. But it's a big ass cult. But like, but I, I did like that image. I like that image of the. In this did you know when they started chanting? I thought they were singing Duel of the Fates. I would kind of like that. I thought with that. I thought they were going Kodai. The moment they, did, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of goofy. That's goofy. I don't, I don't know. Would I be okay with that, though? I don't know if I'd be okay with that. I feel like you would have heard that. I'd be like... I would have been more okay with that than I was when I heard the Darth Vader theme in Solo. Yeah, that was bad. But, um, um, but uh, can I also... T- oh, but also, some of the answers that Abrams has been going on recently doing post-movie reviews, post-spoiler reviews, about some of the questions movie raises are such bullshit. You want to know the worst one? Did you... Was it the Fen one? Yeah, it was. The I hate the Finn one. Yeah, it's because so I don't want to talk much about Finn because I don't. There's not much to talk about. Finn's kind of fine. Like he's fine. I don't think he's Finn and Poe again. Their their arcs have wrapped up in Last Jedi, so it's like they don't really have a lot yeah. to do here. Um, but Finn, yeah, he says he's yeah, he says it's funny because everybody said, well, obviously he was gonna say to her he loves her. That's what everyone said. I was like, that's why. That's why I thought they didn't explain it because I was like, well, maybe it's because it's implied. It's implied that he's well, because well, because yeah. even because there's a part where they're lined up before they get shot, and he's like, what are you gonna tell? He's like, you're still on that. And it's like, well, okay, it's a little thing, but no, it's not even that. It's he was gonna say. So when they're driving, he goes, Ryan, they're saying I was gonna tell you, I'm force sensitive. <laughs> that's so yeah, stupid. I know. I know. It's dumb. Like, I, I knew something was. I was like, I was glad someone mentioned that too, though, because someone brought that up to me, though, because I was like. Are we implying that he has the force? Because there's a couple of scenes where they definitely. Well, because he implying. he stops, he goes, raising trouble," and I'm like, "Hold on, when did Finn has the force?" Yeah, Finn, Finn like has... grasps onto it. What? I, I don't know. That's not how the force works. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's not like just because Han Solo believes in the force and he doesn't make him force sensitive. Yeah, you know what's funny too is that this would probably work better. If they, you know, didn't make Rey a Palpatine, but they still went that route, but yet they're still trying to go the route that anybody can grasp hold of the Force. And I'm like, why are you trying to do both? Like, what the fuck? I was like, your, your whole entire idea doesn't make any sense. Can we also talk about the fact that I don't give a fuck what J.J. Abrams says in any of these goddamn interviews because he's a fucking moron. He, he He's the one that tried to say that, oh, well, she didn't kill the Emperor. The Emperor killed himself. So that's why the, his soul didn't transfer over I know, to her. And I like, know. What, and that dumbass. Because I was thinking in my head, I was like, what did they have to do? He was like, he was like, begin the ritual. And I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? What goddamn ritual? <laughs> yeah. I was expecting somebody to come out, like, slice their hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what do you mean a ritual? It's like, what? And, and, oh my gosh, it was just, I liked watching him float around connecting the medical stuff. And then, yeah. And then, cool. and then when he shot lightning into the air and took down every ship. Except that's the, the Star Destroyers. But then when he shoots it at right, oh, lightsaber blocks. I know, I know. It's I like, know. It's like know. oh, no. Mace Windu callback pushed up on him because now he's electrocuting himself. Can I say, I'm kind of, can I say, I will say a couple things I liked. I liked Lando. I, I was so fucking confused when he showed up. Oh my so god, that I first didn't. scene with him was awkward as fuck. It's like, oh, Luke, what, what, Luke and him went searching for a relic and Luke left him oh there? No, that, what no, the no that, that's not what happened. What the fuck happened? He, he uh, Leo sent him to go find the other people. That's what they said, because he, because he, because he did go on that journey with Luke, but then he said just now, they, they are like, he was, because he says, Leia sent me here to find, so he wasn't like just left. Find what? Just to find them and give them information. 
Okay. I did, oh, yeah, he okay. was. Yeah, he wasn't just. That'd be really fucking. He wasn't just staying on the planet for thirty years or whatever. That'd be really weird. Wait, did Leia? Leia knew they were going to the planet. Yeah, because so like, no, the, the movie's a clusterfuck. So you're good. Leia, yeah, Leia part. sent them to Pasana. Or Leia oh, so Leia, Leia's the one. Of those. Yeah, oh, so yeah, she Leia said, gave her. A blessing and so she blessing. she needed an informant, so she got. Yeah, Lando. there's the um. Uh, I think I might have just been kind of confused because the whole entire movie is a fucking cluster. But uh, also the fact that they keep on pulling out of their ass that Luke was going out to do this stuff. Um, can we talk about Luke? Yeah. Because I think we both agree that we have fun with the Emperor, even though ridiculous he is, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I know you have a real issue with Luke and the of lines, and I get it. But go ahead. Well, I just find it—I don't know—I just think it's really petty. It is petty. Again, you, and you know for a fact that even if he did write it in reference to Attack of the Clones, that he knows exactly how people it's are gonna, gonna take get it. Yeah. And and it comes off to me, it's like you're gonna take the one scene. Actually, sorry, not the one scene. You're gonna take the last scene outside of that little quick ending that has no dialogue. You're gonna take the last scene. I'm ever gonna see Luke Skywalker ever fucking again on screen, and you're gonna take that and you're gonna do it <coughs> to have a petty motive for your dialogue. Yeah, like that. I was like, are you fucking five? Like, how old are you? Well, this whole trilogy now has become a pissing contest. Yeah, which really pisses me off because it's like, and I like Last Jedi, but it's like. Force Awakens is like, here's this story. Right? I was like, nah, fuck you, I'm doing my story. And then this one's like, no, fuck you, I'm doing my story. It's like, they're just, it's just such a pissing contest. They also just want to completely disregard everything that happens on Crate. They want to disregard every arc that's I completed. I know. Poe races in with barely anybody behind him, which is weird. And then Lando shows up with like a thousand fucking ships that I don't know where the fuck he got. I didn't even know Lando even knew people. To be honest, I didn't know he knew every fucking sector of the galaxy. You could just yeah. pull up. Okie dokie. I wanted to bring up um, one more thing uh, before the before we wrap up here, which is the very ending. Um, I went into this movie not really feeling like this is my end of the saga. Like I was, this is more of an ending of the trilogy, and. Um, because I thought about if I put if I thought about this is the end of the saga, it made me stressed out. It's like puts a lot of pressure on this, and there's a lot of things it has to juggle, and I don't want to have to put that pressure on J.J. Abrams because I don't think he can handle it well. Um, yeah, because he gets a doofus. <laughs> yeah. So, um, with that in mind, um, I have a feeling on the very ending, um, and I'm curious. Do you think the final scene of The Rise of Skywalker is a satisfying conclusion to this? Like, the, is a satisfying way to end this saga? No. Me either. <laughs> it feels really unearned. It feels, it feels out of uh, it feels out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I kind of hate how the Skywalker family as a whole just isn't there. I'm like, dude, like, at the, at the fucking end of Return of the Jedi, Anakin's there. Yeah. Really? Like, I'm like... And I'm like, I get you guys want to make callbacks to the prequels without actually having the prequels be relevant. Yeah. But, like, you want to do what end of the saga, mm-hmm. do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just feels, um, I don't know. It, it, it feels it, out of nowhere, to be honest It also with you. feels, you know, it feels Whatever very... Whatever happened to rebuilding the Jedi Order, Yeah, feels, she just goes off. It's the loneliest ending to a Star Wars movie. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, our main character just kind of leaves everything else just to go to Tatooine and there's no real semblance of what she's gonna be doing there if she's gonna live there if she's gonna it's called a new home so I guess she's living there but like 
I don't know. I always thought that the ending was going to be... Uh, I mean, Leia. I like seeing Tatooine, but there was no build-up to it in the previous movies. And I thought the whole ending was going to be Leia being left with the new Jedi Order, and yeah. Rey was going to go off and live on Tatooine, which is fine. That's cool. That's, I like that. But, but at least, like... I also thought when she buried the two sabers, it was almost like she was going to be like, all right, like, I've done my part. I'm done with this. And then she whips out the fucking yellow one. And I'm yeah, like, okay, yeah. Whatever. Like, it's like a five, it's like literally a two second shot. It's like, that's yeah. it. I know. It was like awkward. I mean, I, I did like the idea that she uses her lights, her lightsabers built out of her staff, but yeah, that was, that was just weird. And and then the CG on the force ghosts, Luke and Leia in that final shot is so Cool. So clearly reshoots and it's so yeah, gross looking. It's obvious, especially because they don't even they have to like put like dust over them. They're like, all right, yeah. make them not look that yeah. yeah, it was just not. But that's the thing about like, I'm not really mad about this movie like you are, because um, it's disappointing. I mean, it's a it's a it's a cluster. There are things I like in it as a Star Wars fan that I'm kind of like, ooh, cool. Come up to me because it's not satisfying even as a trilogy ending to me. That's true, and, really... and it's not to me. But my, in all honesty, I only really liked one of these movies anyway, genuinely. And um, looking, I also ba- think it looking back, that makes that me one, so. that makes me sad looking back though because I did defend these sequels a lot. Well, I think that this one also shits all over the last one. It does. Ways. And, but I defended the sequels a lot, and that was really all because of I loved the promise the last Jedi had, and this one just kind of, like, dropped the ball. But to me, you know, I, I, even though I defend Last Jedi a lot, to me there's the original trilogy and everything else. Or original trilogy, Last Jedi, and everything else. And that's why I'm not upset, because... To me, there's only three great Star Wars movies, and I just I mostly just go see Star Wars now for the for the feeling of being in that world, and this movie did that, I guess. But I don't know, you know, Mandalorian's great, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see where that goes, and I'm excited to see. I don't know, but it 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 does it bums me out because I was to me I was not into the whole like few spinoff movies because to me Star Wars is the Skywalker saga and now that it's over I'm like once it was as I was done watching it I'm like yeah you know what I am also done with the Skywalker saga I was like thank god it's like I don't watch this abysmal shit anymore do you watch the last episode of Mandalorian yet no dude I haven't seen six or seven you're liking it right yeah it's good it's really good. It's really good. This final. This okay, I'm okay. I'm sorry. I don't love it. Okay, Josh. I know. I know. It's it's a good show. The second to last episode is. It's not like fucking Mad Men or some shit. No, right? but it's it's good, man. It's really good. The second last episode's great. Um, yeah, is that crazy about fucking Star Wars after watching Rise of the Skywalker shit on everything? No, I was actually like, someone made a good tweet. That's like, oh, I can't. I won't spoil it. It's, it's I think my favorite scene, weirdly enough, if I had to pick one, I think is actually um when um. When uh, Luke picks up the X-wing, I love that part. I was up there too. I just love that. I love that's a callback. That's a good it's a callback to Empire, and it's also really kind of connecting it to the Last Jedi. I also think that's a practical X-wing they're lifting. Every time I watch yeah. it, I'm like, that's a, that's not CG. And I love two I, times you watch. Yeah, two times. Like, every time, <laughs> I do love that shot too of Luke lifting it. Um, I also think I think that's my favorite part. I think the the other scene that's a good runner-up is when uh, uh, Ray and Kylo have their fight. They're in the in Kylo's chambers. When they're um, yeah yeah no the uh, the Luke scene I, I just like how it's like oh when Luke was a failure in Octu he never took this thing out he never he cut himself off in the Force and now that he's the Luke back to the Luke we all know 
even though J.J. doesn't understand how this works, because no. he doesn't understand the ending of The Last Jedi, apparently. J.J. only likes, only understands images. So this movie's full of images that are cool when you watch them, but don't make sense, and you yeah. don't continue. But he uh, picks up the X-Wing, and that's that's good to see him actually like be like, that's back to the Jedi we all know. Mm-hmm. But then he says, like, he talks about, like, oh, if, you, if you let the Emperor win, the Jedi Order dies. And I'm like, oh, so we're going to have something about that. Nope, we don't. We got nothing. Yeah. How about the random shots of Bespin and then Endor? I like I liked it up in, until in the back of the Ewok. Up until they showed the Ewoks' faces, and I went, "What the fuck are those?" My dad literally goes, <laughs> "We're watching it." My dad goes, "Bestman," <laughs> and then he goes, "Indoor." He goes, and they sit back of their heads. He goes, "Ewoks," and then he goes, and then it cuts their face, and he goes, "Out out loud." He goes, "What the fuck are those?" <laughs> He was like, he goes, those Ewoks looked like hell. Like, they look like, they really look like Why were the Star Destroyers on other planets? Did you see someone did the Holdo maneuver? Mm, on Indoor, the Star Destroyer is completely cut in half. Mm-hmm. And it has the same mark. And, like, oh, that's cool. That's so, cool. Which just kind of cracks me up because there's that line that's both a reference but also a fuck you to The Last Jedi, where the. Uh, or Mary, as in Mary, Mary and Pippin from uh, Lord of the Rings, says, uh, says, "What about the Holdo maneuver?" And then someone goes, "Oh, that's one in a million. I bet, I bet. Somebody... And yet they still do it, so they retcons that. Like they, they I bet an animator own. really liked the Last Jedi and was like, put it right and in JJ's there. JJ's like, "You fucker!" And you really did. And JJ took, "Look at the pretty picture." <laughs> but um, wait, why were the Star Destroyers on those other planets? Because I thought the whole entire point was to they were prevent, all leading, yeah. I thought well, I thought the whole entire point was to prevent them from getting out to of planet, the, yeah, out, out of the atmosphere. This has been Josh and Tyler talk movies. That was the sequel trilogy. I'm done talking about Star Wars now. Bye. You want to go see Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Who? Huh? <laughs>